applications in Aramaic. I really wanted to be a producer, but I also need to know a little bit of Aramaic, you know. <laughs> Apparently, one does. <laughs> Aramaic translator. It's really funny how we like rolled through NYU Tisch's program, arguably the tougher version of mm -hmm. basically of most of those kinds yeah. of programs that yeah. you and I were about to go through. And we never once were like, you need to know Aramaic. To I know. A job. It really is wild. It's pretty I mean, weird because we just saw a job posting for an Aramaic translator. It was like for like proofreading and and it was fully earnest looking just, for an Aramaic It's the Aramaic most wild fucking shit. You know what I've I mean? I never thought. The amount of times I've gotten like a callback to be a quote regular person uh -huh. as an actor. What does that mean? Is deeply troubling. I mean, it's like, it's the thing of where you're like watching a Honda commercial and they're like, uh, these are not actors. These oh, are real people. Yeah. 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 Okay. And it's like, technically you can be a real person, but who the fuck is on casting <laughs> websites? That's a regular yeah. schmegular Joe. <laughs> like, fuck you. They all have acting degrees. Of course do. <laughs> or they at least went to like, Amda or whatever yeah. the hell yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah fucking God. NIFA or whatever yeah like one of the New York academies yes that's literally some fucking guy in a basement yeah 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 it's like he's like you pay me $200 I'll teach you how to be a theater person <laughs> you know <laughs> I recently looked at an acting website and it was like I don't teach you how to act I teach you how to be no. and I was like literally get, get away from my face <laughs> please stop so annoying i know it's really fun when like i have like four years of deeply rigorous mm -hmm. soul-crushing training under my belt and then people go like i actually prefer to work with people who don't have any training and i'm like <laughs> those people don't know what okay like about, have fun like, when you need to get this yeah. person to cry on the day and yeah. they're like can you give me those fucking like yeah you know chris pine sorry like bless him i don't know what kind of training he oh has but really squeeze the time, that he out. squeezes out his cries i mean it every time me, i've watched him cry in a movie he's really just like ee! it makes my <laughs> eyes feel dry it really does feel like he's wringing out the washcloth that it, is and like the thing eyeball. is there's like really simple shit that goes into that mm. when you actually know what you're doing in terms of acting but also like staying hydrated yeah on set right. like being well rested even mm -hmm. though people go like no i'm gonna be oh i'm gonna be so panicked and and sleep deprived and that'll that'll put me on my game and i'll really be able to have a breakdown it's like no, no you're gonna have a breakdown off camera yeah right. if that happens yeah not on camera and it's that's why you have so to... many shitty actors right. running around that's not a way to like do a job period that's what you know i'm what saying I mean? like, like i wish more actors just treated it like a job and same thing right. with like honestly some sometimes with crew you've met crew people who oh, are like god this yeah. piece of rope is my personality <laughs> yeah god so annoying. you know and it's like no I feel like, it doesn't have to be though i feel like in a lot of the like the the people that i get angry at are the director i'm putting this all in air quotes mm -hmm. directors uh -huh, and writers uh -huh, uh -huh. and fucking like producers uh -huh. who don't have any training and they're just like yeah i just feel like i have something to say <laughs> and then and they have like a small loan from their fathers of course of about of course. five million dollars of course and uh, like, here I'm we go purchase an alexa i'm gonna buy an <laughs> alexa and i'm oh going to shoot my movie <laughs> 
with these actors who are just normal people. You need to like have at least 700 doing. people to personally be like, I believe in this project for it to go. Like, I do yeah. believe that there is some yeah. good elements of gatekeeping in the industry. Yo, <laughs> do you know right. what I mean? Like, I do need people to be like, yeah, I think that this project is worth wealthy, it. Because yes, wealthy people shouldn't be allowed. I mean, no. basic rights, but also yeah. they shouldn't be allowed to just to make just to just movies. make movies because they make the craziest shit. They go like, "Hello, crew. I'm going to pay you insane amounts above your rate mm-hmm. to do this stupid fucking movie." And mm-hmm. then the crew shows up and go, "I don't know what the hell's yes. going on, but I'm going to do my job and I'm going to mm-hmm. leave." And that's how we get really terrible movies all the yeah. time. You heard it here first. Also, having like really outdated people making the calls at the top oh yeah that's true you know what i mean you get like the mitch mcconnell's of hollywood well, and just, just like, like people like, who have been rich for 100 years right going like i oh. know what the people want to hear about and it's 18 like to 34 demographic i got they're you. like well girls will want to watch stories that their boyfriends are watching and i'm like you realize that like not everyone's straight i know right, right? you Men realize won't that- watch a movie starring a, a woman, woman? <laughs> men don't know any women unless their penis goes in them it's like bro <laughs> that's never been true no, <laughs> like, it really hasn't. like people go like oh back in the day blah, blah. i'm like no that's never been fucking true no. yeah boston marriages were thinking the early like i know the late 1800s and sin- and like before that like people been gay i know i love it when people are like well now everyone's it's like no 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 you know you want to hear a devastating mm. uh a fact that's really devastating is yeah. that um people were like i think a lot of the reason that boomers are like now everybody's gay is yeah. because like um a huge generation oh. of our elder of like gay yeah. elders were i don't know why i said are i'm sorry i'm just like inserting myself into the narrative that's here. okay i don't know i mean we're yeah, all a little a, gay as right a, as a yeah it's okay i get yeah, it yeah right <laughs> i mean i'm surrounded by gay people really i'm part are. of the gay community mm-hmm. um Alphabet mafia what's good we- <laughs> <Alphabet> <laughs> <mafia>. <laughs> i adore it um <laughs> But yeah, they were saying that like um, a huge swath of middle-aged people who would have been gay yeah. are dead from AIDS, Aww. which is like oh, this no. such a sad fucking mm. thing. But it's like, that's part of why it feels like all the young people are gay. Right. A, because they don't have to feel as scared of being closeted, but B, there's a lot of people that are fucking dead, right? Yeah. which is really sad. It's really sad. You know? Yeah. Not to mention like, suicide not to mention like drug addiction from being closeted not to mention all of those things that go into it you know well it feels like there's also a lot of still closeted boomers Uh um, in power but uh yeah i mean i think i mean this is pure conjecture i'm making this up on the spot but um it also that's what we do here that is it that's what we do here (laughs) that's why you listen yeah Um, but i feel like it could also be a fact like certain older boomers yeah. who know that they are not a hundred percent straight and feel like they haven't acted on it because of this this and this and they're like you know kind of like yo what the fuck like well now everyone's fucking gay you know it's like yeah. well, everybody gets uh, everybody yeah. gets to be gay now but i had to marry lisa and yeah. it's like no you didn't have you didn't to do have that to. right you actually shouldn't have right <laughs> yeah because you make your family and wife probably absolutely miserable if you're a closeted homosexual person because you are not living your truth and it is really hard to be happy for other people when you're not happy exactly yeah you know totally 
This is the Ridiculous People Podcast. Hello. Hi. I'm Liv. Yeah, and I'm Alex. Uh, you can follow us at a ridiculous pod on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, or you can follow me at Alex Shan, A-L-U-X-S-H-A-N, on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. You can follow me at Liviosa on Twitter and Instagram. L-I-V-I-O-S-A-H. You. So. So. Hi. Hi. Happy New Year. Oh my God. Happy New Year, everybody. We made it to 2021. Deadass, we survived 2020. That's something to be celebrated. It is. And I'm so sorry for anybody who you have known or loved that did not survive 2020. And it's fucked up that it got as out of hand as it did. Shouldn't have had to. Yeah, there are in certain certain cases where it definitely did not have to be the way it was. Mm but here we're we here are. To, we're here to brighten we're your day. Trucking through it. I feel like the past Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday have all felt like very oppressive Mondays to me. Does that mm-hmm, make sense? Mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Feels like this, like, I feel like I've been shot in the head with reality. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Do you feel that? Or is it just Coming me? off of the Christmas break, you mean? Yeah. Like the Christmas, New Year's break? Yeah. Yeah. I get that. It's really hard. Yeah. Uh, it's... <laughs> It's definitely, I I do feel like though, I at least was kind of emotionally trying to prepare myself mm. for the beginning again, because mm-hmm. like this week is always hard, Yeah, but I was like, true. this week is going to be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be so terrible, so but you know what I think is going to be maybe worse. What? Unfortunately, is no. next week. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, probably when you're listening to this, the beginning of this week guys hi i'm sorry be because it usually <laughs> usually that's the time when we get to reconnect with our friends yeah you know because usually during break it's like family time right. and and we're all kind of you know have gone home and spread out and then we come back and we kind of get back to the grind but then usually like second third week of january is when we get to like reconnect with our friends in new york and we like go out we start going out again mm. and like hanging out and stuff and I and we're not going to be able to do that. And so, like, I think we're really going to miss that part. I'm sorry. But I miss I fucking miss my friends. Like, I really fucking do. And it sucks. But we're being good. And we're yeah. not going out to fucking bars and shit. Ugh. And like, I, I understand, like, people who work at those bars, they need people to come. Like, I get it. But we have to stop spread yeah and so like that's why i go to work and i come home you know it yeah. sucks especially like it's cold it's and, cold out yeah it's not safe to know. just like be hanging out like if you know we we've been hanging out like in out- outdoor places where it's like safer and right that yeah is in the kind summer of gone yeah do that right and we could meet up in parks we can meet up on our roofs right. we could you also know. just keep in mind i was reading something about this yesterday actually mm. uh you know, if, if you are still hanging out outdoors, just be sure to bundle up because it yeah. is also flu season and cold season. Yeah, so you're going to get sick from being out in the yeah, cold. Yeah, from being out in the, when it's real, real, like, break outside. Yeah, so that makes sense. Be careful. Oh, no, you're going to get sick for trying not to get sick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, God. There was, a, there was an article where just, like, people are just getting head colds and then they freak out. Right. right. So, but then it's like, oh, it's just a head cold. But if you're because outside, you're highly susceptible to just a fucking annoying head you know, cold sinus infection and that's a lot of stress that you don't have to have right now it's true yeah at least 
at least live your best life in terms of getting fewer head colds because we're wearing mm-hmm. masks and washing our hands so much. I think this is the longest I've gone without getting a uh, cold in since the beginning of college. Bro, that's sick. Yeah. I've if had like get, a little make it to February. I've had a little bit of congestion, but I'm realizing that it's it is indoor allergies. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cuz it hasn't gotten worse mm-hmm. and it's gotten like a little bit better but not really. Mm-hmm. We got a new vacuum. We did. We'll that, that helps. <laughs> I think I'm going to go ahead and manifest. Do you know what I mean? Gonna that's going to help so it's much. Dust, it's dusty in here. You know, but like <laughs> we got this cat. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. Little animals running around. You're going to have like dander and yeah, shit. You wake up season. Yeah, it but. it is what it is, but it's like I yeah, in terms of like sinus infection, yeah, like miserable, right? like have to bring tissues with me everywhere. Exactly. I know. It's been yeah, it's been good actually, knock on wood. Right? I know, seriously Fuck. not. I'm gonna dead ass raise them <laughs> there. Um Yeah. If I make it to February, it'll be a full year. Wonderbar. Fucking crazy. Yeah, when you may or may not have had COVID. Yeah. Um, wow. Cause you may or may not have, if you may or may not have had COVID, yeah. then I may or may not have had some sort of secondhand right. dash got, of COVID. I just remember me getting sick and then you getting sick right after me. Yeah. And it was a bad one. Yeah. Yeah, you had that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember because I was laying in bed watching Knives Out mm-hmm. and I was so tired all the time. Yes. Right? Yeah. I had the same thing. I remember saying, I was like, I feel like I've been hit by a bus. I don't know why. Because I thought it was just the flu. And well, and for me, it wasn't, Um, I didn't get, I didn't get any temperature right right which is why i was like i don't think it's covid right i kept not having a temperature but i had like really bad head congestion and right. i was like oh that's not a well that's a symptom I mean, of covid19 but yeah, now but it day, is yeah we, back in the day it was like thought. are you coughing your head off yeah and that you know it was like the shortness of breath thing and that was pretty much it yeah Fever. yeah yeah i remember like i yeah i wasn't really short of breath i just got like yeah. a really really bad it felt like a really bad sinus infection right and then yeah yeah pretty wild god isn't it uh god i remember when i got it i didn't even think to look up coat because i was i didn't understand that it was like a big deal but then they also diagnosed you with like lingering bronchitis they did i had that cough. i had a cough for six weeks and they said it was that was i remember calling my doctor when you never got a covid test during that right no they well they weren't giving it time i got it february 14th was the day i started feeling bad right oh my god we're like no it's only in the west village <laughs> yes yeah oh my god but i had no fucking idea i didn't even know what the symptoms were dude i know on february 14th i, I remember because i remember thinking like ah, oh, the flu again because i got the flu last year in 20 well i oh, remember the year before we couldn't, we couldn't get at that point we couldn't get a test if you hadn't been definitely exposed <laughs> you definitely had yeah you, right. like you had to have either flown back in from china or definitely been exposed by exactly. someone who had tested positive that's what yeah. it was right because i called Cause the we didn't day have enough before. tests exactly i remember calling uh, my doctor the day before we went on lockdown so it would have been march 12th because i still had the cough right and i was freaking out because uh the building um next door to my office had a major outbreak and then they cleared out the cbs broadcast building and the uh cdc came in there and there was like a bunch of guys in the yeah and so then i looked out and i was like oh no i called my doctor i'm like i have a cough i had a cough for the past like month (laughs) what do i do and he was like oh really did you have a fever or anything earlier and i was like yes and he was like oh all right, well, I guess it's bronchitis. You can't get a COVID test. So I'm going to prescribe you an inhaler. And I was like, what? I still have the inhaler. 
That's crazy. But that was it. And you lost a sense of uh, taste, right? I lost my sense of taste and smell because you made me a delicious soup. Oh, yeah. And I couldn't taste it. And I freaked out and I started putting crazy shit in there. Putting a bunch of hot it. sauce in there. But right? I thought it was just like a weird specific well, cold sometimes, I had. Yeah, because sometimes <laughs> like, when you get like really bad head colds, you can't taste stuff. I thought, yeah, I was right? like, oh, maybe it's just like a weird congestion. But not like in the way that I watched you. I watched you put hot sauce in and I was like, there's cayenne in there mm-hmm. already. Yeah, I didn't. And you're always better with spice it. than me anyway. So I'm yeah. usually like, oh, OK, that's I feel fine. like neither of us really registered because even I didn't mm-hmm. really register it at the time and (laughs) i remember being like it seems really bad that i'm sick right like i it was the week before lockdown basically right right. and i was like oh but then i went and got an antibody test oh right but it was months later that was months later yeah that's the thing and it didn't it showed up negative that i didn't have antibodies but who knows what that means i know right i know (laughs) because like all my close calls have been okay yeah yeah, that's true. And I've been in and out of grocery stores since I've been working again. Yeah. None and of us. And I mean, since you've been working, Sarah and I have been fine. Well, and Sarah Nothing's Sarah didn't even get sick at all. That's true. Sarah didn't get sick at all. Even when both of us didn't feel, feel good. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Uh, Who knows? I feel like a lot of people are doing that now because they were saying that like there's um evidence that it was in the U.S. Mm-hmm. in like <laughs> December yeah, or right. something like that. <laughs> Sorry, it's not funny. It's just like, of course it was. You, you know, know what like, I mean? Like the Spanish I, flu originated in uh, fucking Kansas. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like of course it was. People are flying in and out of New York City. All the time. Constantly. Like, still, right now, during the worst parts of the pandemic, still, they were flying where, in and out of New York City. Where are we going? You know? <laughs> where, where are we going? Where? where are we going? Where are you headed? Where are we headed? But that's the thing. It's like, I mean, people are like UN diplomats and shit. Yeah. Or like people are yeah. the head of fucking Deutsche Bank or some shit, you no, know, flying in and out right? of New York. And it's like even with super necessary people only, yeah. people are still in and out of this fucking city like crazy. My, um, we can't keep tabs on everybody either. Oh, so no, it's like cannot. people are also just going to the DR, you know? It's true. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, a lot of people go into the DR. I um, My mom's friend uh, is an ambassador to, well, she has a history of ambassadorship to various African countries. She just came back from, I think, Chad, um, like somewhat recently, like oh, in the fall or something like that. And she, um, but it was funny because she apparently came back and was like, well, it's really bad here. <laughs> like yeah, dude. in Chad, it's fine. <laughs> My mom was like, oh God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> About that. Um, we don't like to listen when people say yeah. do a thing. She apparently delayed her coming out. She's supposed to come back in May, but she was like, No. Can I come <laughs> back can I later? Stay here in Chad. And they were like, Yeah, I mean, if you want to. <laughs> she was like, Yes, please. <laughs> Oh God, guys! I don't know. Stay safe. Yeah. We have to get through this fucking winter. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's, it's gonna a be long, rough. Dark winter. It's gonna be rough. It's gonna be God. deep, dark, and bad. Yeah. Um. But we watch stuff. Oh yeah, that's what this podcast is supposed to be about. Hello. We sometimes just have to get some of this shit out of our brains. We only into the you have to keep in mind. We talk to. Let's see one. Two, we talked to three, like seven four. People. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we talked to like seven people regularly. Yeah. yeah. So if like you're a friend of mine and I haven't spoken to you in like a minute, it's not because I'm not talking to you. It's because I'm not talking to anyone. Exactly. <laughs> yes. We talked to each other. Time. We talked to our writers group. Yeah. 
because it's the only semblance of like structure we have yeah, in our lives. It's a routine. Yeah. Because our jobs are still constantly being like, are we open? Oh, we're shut. Oh, wait, yeah, but- no, wait, no. <laughs> Keep working. Wait, stop. Hold I wonder, <laughs> I think we're going to have to go back to shooting from home soon, especially for so. this highly contagious thing. I know. I, dude. Know, I, I know. I'm kind of, I, yeah. I was expecting an, another lockdown around Christmas time. And then I was hearing from someone else that um, they believed that we, that, the city was going to try to wait till after Christmas time yeah. to keep the economy going. Yeah, I heard about that too. I mean, in I, at least in Germany, at least in Bavaria, um, they did a sort of semi-lockdown right before Christmas, and then they lifted the lockdowns on Christmas, which was a little bit of a cheat because it's Bavaria. That's so cheating. Hell, a Catholic. Yeah. So everything's closed on Christmas Eve and Christmas anyway. Oh, so they're like, it's open, but they not literally, really. Yeah. <laughs> they just did it for political reasons so that when they lock down now, like early January. They're like, we they, open for yeah. Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, God damn it, you got you know? like, Well, you have to stay inside now. Don't you feel bad? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if New York is ever going to go back down into lockdown again. I don't either. Is my question. Right. Like, I don't know. Is LA, LA still isn't, is there, are they in lockdown or what? <laughs> LA is a fucking mess is what I know that LA is. Shout out to some, we know we have a couple LA fans. Hi, Be people careful. in LA. Don't Holy fucking, shit. don't go get drinks inside. Wow. Don't fucking do that. Do not fucking eat inside. No. It is constantly beautiful there. So fuck you for going inside of a building to eat. Yeah. Stay outside. Oh my God. Oh my God. There's so much y'all can do, but also maybe you don't even do that. Yeah. Like you can go on hikes and be in the, you can be out in the sunshine. Like it's about, it's brick as fuck right now. Yeah. And it's, it's actually snowing this fucking winter, which yeah. it didn't snow last winter that much. We got snow, snow. We got like a foot of fucking snow. Sarah and I, and dug. I still had to, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, like you and Sarah dug your car out. I literally had to like trek my ass to the subway the to work in the fucking snow, mm-hmm. where of course it was like terribly maintained in mm-hmm. our neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, it really was. It was fucking awful. I almost slipped and died a hundred times and, and you know, also had a mask on because it's the fucking pandemic. Right. You know what I mean? You guys in fucking LA, like stop it, go sit on your porch and shut the (laughs) fuck up. I swear to God. I swear to God. I have no idea what we would do with all that good ass weather. Okay. Wait, like y'all have pools. I know you can go hang out in each other's like pools, socially distanced. God. What? Los Angeles's new COVID lockdown bans most walking, driving and, use of public transport oh bro so you guys are all in timeout then yeah okay I mean, well okay well not for nothing but yell at the fucking rich people seriously you know though, that the rich people no, are, are the fucking I was problem just gonna say it's these fucking like and you know you know what it is shit, too like, like i really do think that it it ha- it must have to do with like in home work do you know what I mean? Like people, yeah. people who work for these rich people, yeah, going I in bet. and out of their homes, being exposed to them, and meanwhile, those rich people are like flying to Cabo of and like doing are. random fucking shit Yo, that they shouldn't be doing. Some of these wealthy, I mean, they really are going about business as usual. I mean, yeah, it's and then they're just like paying watch. more people to do their stuff, but then right. when they're interacting with those people, they're not being safe because they no, don't care. Of course, they're not. Yeah. They think like it's fine. I'll be. They fine. also know that they're going to be okay, and like I'm sure have disgusting ways of getting the vaccine. Oh, absolutely. So, like, you know. Yeah, and so like I know that that's also a huge factor, and yeah. so like I don't mean to also promote like. Yeah, it's not like it's not like Johnny working in the restaurants, right? Fault. It's, no, but like 
Yeah. But it's like if you make your money and you work from home. Yeah, exactly. You don't need to go out yes. to brunch. That's what you it is. just don't. Yeah. Right. Make yourself a nice brunch over Zoom and like suck it up. Right. Sorry. And I mean, like, listen, if your state does it right, which y'all probably do better than us, like, you know, it's maybe it, probably a less than a year left, you know? Oh, for the vaccine, you mean? Right. You know? Yeah. If the rollout continues. Yeah. I mean, we, <laughs> <laughs> again, we are sitting here in New York. We aren't doing well on that either. We are not doing well but, on that. And we have, I think, a lot more infrastructure than a lot of places. Yeah. Yeah. having like a, a public health mm-hmm. strong public health option and stuff yeah, like exactly. that it's just kind of like it's atrocious to see mm-hmm. we actually know someone that's about to get their first we round yeah. shout out Cheap. to paul oh yeah no you're right it is, friend of the podcast our friend paul he works yes, in he a doctor's office and he's been working through the pandemic mm-hmm. and like really being the one to like take people's temperatures mm-hmm. when they come in the building mm-hmm. kind of a thing um He's about to get it. He's He's an appointment. Yay. Good job. But it's like he has an appointment. Right. (laughs) I mean, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's true. He has an appointment now. Right. The vaccine has been out for a sec. Yeah. It's been open to all healthcare workers for a sec. Right. You know what I mean? This is just the first round. Just kind of like, okay, why is this happening so slowly? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of reasons, but I think bureaucracy is like the biggest bullshit that we have to deal with right now amongst Probably. everything else yeah though it is really hard because it's this is going to be the this is the biggest rollout of a vaccine ever right right in the history of ever yeah. recorded time yeah you know yep it's fucked up mm-hmm. it's crazy uh yeah anyway we have to talk about this because these are little like time capsules anyway yeah it's gonna be wild to listen these, back to this. these episodes yeah even in like five years i feel like i'm gonna be like whoa remember that <laughs> fucking year I'm, and a half we're gonna fucking like, suppress this so much God. i've been taking i've taken to like writing 2020 like anything that i write down on paper or like cards that i'm giving to people or yeah, yeah. gifts or whatever i'm writing like 20 like well now january 2021 or whatever but I'm writing that date on it because I'm like, I'm going to repress all of this shit. I'm not going to remember mm-hmm. a goddamn thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to find these things <laughs> later and I'm going to pick it up and go, oh, my God. Good. It, we I were still like, like giving each other gifts in the middle of all know, of that right? fucking craziness. I feel like. Or whatever. I feel like this. The fact that it is now 2021 in my brain, like my brain, so like weird. Y2K'd oh, and yeah. was like, well, that's it. <laughs> and then <laughs> It's 2021 and this shit is going on. It makes me feel like we're truly in a dystopian novel. We you know are. I mean? Yeah, we've been we've been training for this all our lives. We have. My mom. They've recently, been they've like, been trying to warn it. They've been trying to warn have. us. The YA novels. Yeah. Have been trying to warn us all this time. My mom recently apologized to me because she when I was that's a kid amazing. was like, she used to relentlessly mock the fact that me and all my friends were into like post-apocalyptic shit and like that was our whole jam and then the hunger games happened and she's like what the fuck is wrong with you because she was saying that like it was just like so dark and yeah she was, she's just like why do you need to like what what is this fascination with dystopias and the apocalypse i don't understand like, it was we also can smell it coming i know I'm <laughs> kind of obsessed with apocalypse for a long time yeah you still are but i am yeah even in the middle um, of one <laughs> uh, but <laughs> she was recently like i'm so sorry i see that you guys were right this whole time we should have been paying attention <laughs> like, hello yeah. yeah i know that's wonderful <laughs> um anyway we watch speaking of post-apocalyptic media mm-hmm. not really 
What did you kind watch? Kind of. I, well, I finished Death Note. Death Note. Yeah. Oh my God. We had a big long watch party. It was, was like, fun. it was New Year's Day. <laughs> What's New Year's Day? <laughs> it was New Year's Day. Um, both of our partners were over. It was yeah. just the four of us because Sarah hadn't come home yet. Yeah. Um, from Long Island, relax. It's one county over yeah. for her to be with just her parents. Yeah. She's an only child. Yeah. We were like, let Sarah live. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, full disclosure, I went to, I drove to DC yeah. and got three COVID tests in the span of five days. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, you know, we, yeah. we do. We we're trying, do. yeah. And I, I did, and I got driven to Philly. Yeah. But I, again, also stood out in the fucking snow. Yeah. In a tent. Yeah. You got an entrance and exit. Test, <laughs> and I right? got it. Yeah. yeah. I got mm-hmm. a test on my way out. I got a test when yep. I came back before yep. anybody else was back in the apartment. I was yeah. here by myself. I got another test. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't go anywhere unsafely. Right, I didn't right. hang out with anybody besides my immediate family when I was home. Yeah. I, I just real quick. I promise we'll leave it and we'll talk yeah. about Death Note. DC <laughs> is just doing these really great like kiosks things who dc dc oh oh and i fucking wish we had them here it's kiosk. so efficient kiosk yeah. tests yeah they just have like these little weird outdoor little tents and like you do have to just stand outside yeah while you get your test done but it's just it's so efficient yeah and they have it for you so you have to get one when you come in you have to get right. one when you leave but like and then you have to you get one in interim uh-huh. to make sure so it's like five days after you get in you oh, know that's smart but like it's so efficient and you do it on, you get an appointment online, an appointment, it's like a window. Mm-hmm. And then you just have to show up. Some of them are in your car and some of them you have to park and get out. Depends on the location. Right. And then you just, you get it done. And then they're like, great, we'll great. email you within 48 hours. And they do. It's fucking Yeah. Wild. I will say the New York one, um, like the New York health and wellness testing sites that are government funded mm-hmm. and stuff, they are really efficient fast, too. Right? Yeah. It's like annoying how sometimes they're like handing out clipboards right with and paper and pen and stuff but it's like i was in and out of the one that i went to right before i left for christmas in like an hour and i did get my test results in less than it was a it was like a little over 24 hours that's and the the one before that the testing came back in 20 hours yeah which was amazing i think it's pretty good and now that but you do have to stand out in line i know right and now that they have the the wait time thing (laughs) oh yeah i think that's better if you guys are in new york and you want to get a test look up the wait time tracker for the new york health and wellness spots right I just feel like there's still not. I just feel like there's not enough. There's not enough. There isn't. You're right. There totally isn't. Per population, it's like. It's definitely not enough. We definitely need more. And we definitely could afford to throw a kiosk in these places if we cut the NYPD budget by just a little bit. That's it. That's that's it. That's my That's it. But that's it. I mean, Uh, but I mean, at least there are places. Or if we fucking deployed the NYPD to actually help with any of this shit. What the fuck are they doing? Do you know what I mean? Like, they're just wandering around the subway, like, no staring mask. people down. Yeah. You know what I mean? I still... Not stopping crime, because crime is on their eyes yeah. in Manhattan. I have... And they are not helping that. I'm not exaggerating when I say I have seen so many cops in NYPD offices. I've seen offices, so many cops And so around. few of them are wearing masks. masks. The only yeah. masked cops I see are traffic cops. Yeah. The only... The, the masked cops I've seen are women. Mm, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also seen like three cops and one guy has a mask on. Yes. And then the other oh, two are just standing there true. and I'm like, yeah, yeah, really? Yeah. 
really <laughs> i saw a like fuck's sake right i saw a, i mean for lack of better terms this is yesterday a mm-hmm. regular cop talking to a like meter maid mm-hmm. and the meter maid was wearing a mask, a mask and the other one wasn't and i may have been projecting but it felt like the meter maid was like snake, backing leaning, up you know yeah. like he was writing a ticket of course but like leaning back. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> like, i mean those people also need to not be <laughs> doing what they're doing <laughs> fuck's sake um yeah it's it's rough in Pennsylvania, you can't get a test at all of unless course. you have unless you it's like early March things where unless right. you have like confirmed exposure to someone who had like it you and not- you and you have symptoms and you have to get a referral from your primary care physician, ah. which is crazy because like who the fuck has a primary care physician? Seriously, <laughs> nobody our age has a PCP. Stop! 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 stop. What are you doing? He's biting the couch. Stop biting the couch. Sorry, this is the cat. He is. He looks crazy. You're There's chaos in his eyes and he was just biting the back of the couch you're in timeout don't do that he's you, in timeout do you ever do, do you do that often don't do that stop doing that we know we need a new couch but jesus fuck i keep i stop had a night it. i had a nightmare the other night oh, yeah <laughs> and it was like it was bad but then like in the nightmare we had a new couch and i remember waking up and being like oh my god did that really did the couch have to play such a big role in that dream like <laughs> what the fuck brain relax you were like it may be a nightmare, but I will upgrade our furniture. I know, like, <laughs> because come on. truly, we do need to upgrade <laughs> our furniture. Oh my god! <laughs> well, anyway, speaking of couches, we laid on those couches. Expert segue and watched Death Note. Expert segue. We could barely fit all four of our bodies we- in one space, but we all laid around <laughs> it was and we very watched warm. Death Note for hours. <laughs> we ate a gigantic breakfast at like 2 (laughs) p.m and then we watched a bunch of death note because i was the only one of all all four of us that hadn't Hadn't seen seen it all the way through we watched death note and drank a bunch of truly it was really fun (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah we really did (laughs) and you know what that was good enough for me yeah um happy 2021 (laughs) it was so fun yeah it was fun it was did you like it weird yeah i will say i liked it significantly less after l was not that's fair a main character I anymore yeah. mm-hmm. no spoilers but yeah. like when we weren't centering on like oh, ellen and light, light yeah being the the center of the story yeah i didn't love it to be honest i didn't love misa either oh yeah no of course that's i completely valid i think don't that like her it would have been a really strong story if she didn't exist <laughs> like at all I and i never want to say that about women in media but like her we can say that about she some was, women though <laughs> i mean she was so poorly written yeah she really was and she was such a terrible stereotype yeah. of like yeah a fangirl mm-hmm. and it would have been better for women if she didn't exist i agree as, yeah. a, as a portrayal at all i remember watching it as like a young teen yeah. and still being like i don't like her and i think i know why but this is not something I'm ready to unpack and then rewatching it as an old teen and being like, Oh, I get it. Like, oh, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> it's because she's like head empty, and no thoughts, yes, only yeah. a vehicle for the man. Yeah. For the main character. And she, ha- she gets absolutely no like justification no. or like, I don't even know. Yeah. Like, they just don't even do her actions are it. completely. It feels un- completely unmotivated. She's such a fucking dumbass. And they, like, and like <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's just like it doesn't feel like there's a lot of like use, right, <laughs> right, from her existing or from her actions. Like, well, and it doesn't precipitate. Yes, much, no, exactly. You know, when I feel like 
as I'm I'm writing something now with it's mostly women, but most of them are bad. <laughs> and um, cool. um, but I'm realizing they're the like, villains. Exactly right. Yes. But I'm realizing like working through this and watching a lot of other content with like female villains like i rewatched gone girl mm -hmm. and like oh that's fun right and i'm rewatching some of orange just like parts of it mm -hmm. and like i'm feeling like what what frustrates me about certain media and it's not even older media it still happens mm -hmm. but that like i think there's such an interesting route for a woman to be like <laughs> the worst you know what i mean mm -hmm. and but still well written and interesting and like I I love a female villain I mean y'all know you know like mm -hmm. um but I just get frustrated when it feels like they just lean male writers lean into certain tropes to make a female character just dislike unlikable dislikable unlikable, unlikable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um and that's what's villainous about her right is that she's unlikable and but there's no on top of good being, motivation there's yeah no like exploration into any of the tropes there's no deconstruction of it it's just like yeah <laughs> you know yeah it just feels regressive yeah absolutely mm -hmm. especially when they make them like crazy hot yeah yeah god and it's like not not from like my pov but from right. like their pov exactly. for sure yeah like some shots of misa being literally like her sitting like <laughs> on the ground in a position that, first of all, is not physically possible for most people, <laughs> but like with her like knees touching mm -hmm. the floor, but her legs flailed out like behind her, yeah. sort of in like a froggy yeah, yeah, yeah. position mm -hmm. with like her hand. I'm like literally trying to like, I know, you I know, know what exactly I mean? With her hands like yeah. in, right in front of her coochie, yeah. fucking pressing her boobies up to the air. Yeah. And the, the angle of the camera, quote unquote, yeah. it's animated, obviously. No, yeah. But like yeah, the yeah. pan right. from the top of her head to her titties know, as she's right. crying about something to do with like, I'll do anything you want. Blah, yeah. Blah, you know, also the voice acting. Oh, uh huh. Really starting to bother me in sure. some of the anime stuff. And I was talking to Julian about it mm. and he was like, I think it's, be he thinks that it's because a lot of dub actors are trying to mimic right. Japanese yeah. female voices, which right. tend to pitch up. But I would argue that they do that because of misogyny anyway. Right. I mean, I would also argue there's a fair amount of anime where the women don't sound like that. So yeah. I just, we just watched my partner and I just watched a show called uh, Kill a Kill, uh -huh. which is interesting. In, in full metal, they, Oh, word, some that's of them, true. Mo some, some of them, them do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them do. Some of them don't. Right, right. But yeah, um, keep going. It's an interesting show. I, um, it's one of those shows that I, I mean, I liked it. Yeah. It's one of those shows that I feel like I, I keep comparing it in my mind to Fight Club. Interesting. It tries to have its cake and eat it too. Okay. I don't think it fully succeeds, but I don't mind. Okay. Similarly to Fight Club, where okay. I'm like, I don't think you're succeeding a hundred percent, but I'm I like what like you're eighty-five percent. Okay, and that's enough for me, and I'm fine okay. with that. Um, I feel similarly about that show. Kill interesting, kill. Um, but it's an interesting exploration into sort of like femininity in the male gaze, mm -hmm. in a way that I found really refreshing and kind of eye-opening in certain ways. You know, okay. mind you, it is written by men, which is why I feel like it doesn't succeed a hundred percent. Um, I think if it was written by a woman, it could have, which is such a shame. It, but, is, it is such a shame. But still, I was like, yeah, interesting. You okay, know? yeah. Um, but it's what's fascinating. First of all, the, the female voice actors don't sound anything like sort of the stereotype. Oh, there good. is one character that kind of does, mm -hmm. but she is 
almost an absolute exaggeration of that sort of anime stereotype with the big giant pigtails and like a little pink dress. Yeah. So it's all it's it feels very intentional. So it's okay, kind of like satirical. Ah, I see what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. It's fully yeah. skewering that kind of thing. Okay. But what was it's it's very yeah, the the female leads, it's two or three, I guess, female leads. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of talk like us. One of the main character who's definitely gay because she ends up going on a date with her best friend in the end like um, (laughs) like i mean has like a lower register voice you know which was honestly like a little bit and i mean i'm not an anime aficionado Uh but it was kind of like whoa you know yeah (laughs) like holy shit this is weird yeah um which again i I liked yeah which is kind of interesting too like I don't know, like in Full Metal Lust, I really liked kind of right off the bat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and Julian found that hilarious that I was like, ooh, who's she? I like her. Uh-huh. And he was like, she's immediately the biggest villain. <laughs> same. No, same. But I was like, no, I like her. No, what? <laughs> I literally just like saw her and I was like, favorite character. I know. <laughs> like, what's me wrong too. With us? It's because, well, because she's like, she has a deep voice. I think that's, that's I think true. that's a huge part of it yeah. is the fact yeah. that she comes on screen and she's like, hello. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm in. (laughs) I'm in. She's wearing all black and she's like, I think she's dressed sexy in the way that like women perceive sexy in in, like to an extent. Like there is a blending, I think of male and female gazes in that anime specifically, weirdly enough. Definitely. Um, And Winry can fall prey to the, Oh my God. Yeah. But it is kind of like in a little bit of a way that's like, she's doing that mostly over like, auto mail right you know like yeah she's, yeah, yeah. She's a, it's an interesting juxtaposition yeah where she's like oh my god look at your auto mail <laughs> right. i love branches <laughs> right. or whatever and it's yeah. like that's cool because yeah it, there exactly. is at least a little bit of subversion yeah. happening yeah 100%. whereas like with <laughs> death note just come back to me <laughs> i just couldn't stand her because she yeah. was just like literally said like all i care about is serving you and whatever you want and it was because like her parents had died right uh, and and so like I right because i don't remember it was because like her parents it, the idea was that like the reason that she was like i'm gonna be subservient to kira is because i owe kira my life because kira killed the killer of my parents was right. the idea right, right, right. i believe um however mm-hmm stop that <laughs> because i'm actually gonna bring up an interesting thing that i i heard on a podcast with hannah gadsby i love her she's a comedian who wrote um nanette yeah and she wrote and performed nanette and um douglas her new oh, right, special yeah. that i also, also really love great, yeah. both of on netflix um she's so smart and partly because she is on the spectrum right she talks about like how much she analyzes mm-hmm jokes and the way we tell jokes and and societally like where those jokes come from and i mean it was such a beautiful thing she was on the pete holmes podcast you made it weird which i talk about on this podcast all the fucking time but (laughs) you get so it's interesting because it's a two and a half hour podcast all the time and so you get into the deeper parts of what these people are thinking about when they're making stuff and that's what i care about and she was like a huge problem that she has with mother-in-law jokes right Mm. is the idea that now follow me because you're like how is this connected misa stay with me <laughs> it's because she's saying like it comes from a place of like men trying to disconnect women from their family so they could have fuller ownership of them Ooh. so the idea of being like look at this monster in law look at this right. look at this woman being close to her mother right Ugh. 
right? Mm. And that idea is to cut women off from their own ancestral knowledge. Right, right. And like, it sounds like a deeper idea than like, oh, come on. And it's like, no. Yeah. That is a really direct correlation. Oh, for sure, yeah. And similarly, I think to tropes like that, like the orphan girl mm. needing the man to come and rescue mm. her and save her, and yeah. the idea of like, isn't it? Isn't she the most idealized woman because she doesn't have all this baggage of a right. family that I have to fight oh. off to win her hand or yeah. whatever? Yeah. Like that idea, the, even the fucking like dragon queen you know fighting that like prince charming has to fight through to get to sleeping beauty Yo. like the idea of like having to fight wow. off the mother figure to get to the maiden figure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is really prevalent and it comes from a really dangerous fucked up place yeah and like the more we really try to deconstruct and think about it the more that i think we can try to figure out why we watch these female characters and go ew yeah what i hate this why do i hate it it's because it's taking away her power in ways that are historically useful right? <laughs> and Whoa. historically have worked. Holy shit. Yeah. I've been that's thinking about crazy. that a lot. Yeah. That Hannah Gadsby yeah, thing has been blowing. percolating in my mind, body, soul yeah. for a, more than a second. Yeah. That's fucking wild. Hence the idea of the name change. I mean, we've been talking about the whole, like, I think in a lot of feminist circles, the idea of like being given away, quote unquote, by yeah, your father at right, the altar, right. you know, whether you're gay, straight, whatever. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's something that people have talked about, but I think that we need to dig a little bit deeper. Yeah. You know, it's interesting too, and I'm, I'm not going to be too specific, but okay. I think there is also um, emerging, I'm seeing a conversation among older women mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm also kind of around that they seem to also be and i like to take credit for this our generation but our parents generation like specifically the boomers Mm -hmm. um boomer women who are getting remarried seem to also kind of be unpacking the sort of more Mm -hmm. patriarchal um uh you know moments in in their traditional marriage and their past marriages definitely Um, i think that's a huge part of the reason that so much of the zoomer women are divorced yes is the idea that they grew up in an ideology that they claim to support and then went on to lead pretty traditional yeah. adult lives yeah. in a way that felt disempowering and then they eventually were like fuck that and yeah. then they got out of those situations you know obviously every divorce is different or whatever but like i think there's a reason that all of them felt kind of like pressed into yeah that like no 100%. everybody got married yeah and that was what it was right you know and it's like yeah mm-hmm. doesn't and have to like, be like that no exactly especially when you have your own career which mm-hmm. a lot of them did yeah you know and like we're seeing now more than ever too i hate saying now more than ever sorry <laughs> um <laughs> but during the pandemic mm-hmm. it's forcing a lot of women out of the workplace yeah and back yeah. to mother just just motherhood just right. keeping up the house while right. their husbands work from home even right. when they're both working from home statistically women are more likely to be forced out of their jobs than right men. right yeah. right now especially which mm-hmm. is really troubling because that's going to have major consequences down the line definitely yeah it really we need is. more women in mm-hmm. the pub in the quote public sphere yeah and we i think we really also need more men in the quote private sphere yeah i think that if men were allowed a little more like soft moments to kind of speak to each other yeah. as just friends over coffee mm-hmm. in the quiet of like a weekday morning yeah 
that maybe they would be a little bit more in touch with themselves and each other and mm-hmm. stop being so fucking violent. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's true. You know what I mean? Like, I just think that people think, oh, well, if if women are getting to do the thing, then it's going to get, then all of these opportunities are going to get taken away from men. And it's like, maybe you could have an opportunity to live a life that maybe would feel better to you. Right. Yeah. And be, you can be a different kind of person for just a, a just a skosh of your life. It doesn't have well, to be especially forever. Like, I feel like it is also an aspect of like, you know, capitalism tells you that 100%. you have to, you know, be productive. Exactly. Yeah. But I also think it's valid. I mean, like there's men out there who are like, listen, I don't like working a nine to five. I don't yeah. want to do this. This like, job sucks. I want a career change, but I don't know what I want yet. And but I, yeah, I need exactly. some time at home. But like, or do that. That's fine. Yeah. And I think there's also a lot of women who like, like me, oh. who are like, <laughs> you know, like I like working. Yeah. And even if I am unemployed, I'm going to fill my day with, with some sort of work. Yeah. Because that's how my brain works. And, and it's to be, be honest, it's creative work. Yes, of course. It's not, it's not, not creative work. No, when I'm it's not, not a, when it, when your day is full of non-creative work, it does exactly. feel so crushing. It does, right? right? Yeah. But like and yeah, and, and keeping in mind also my job is also creative. But like yeah, I mean I I like But you'd doing be that. creating would, if you weren't getting paid. I would be doing that's, that. Regardless. And that's I think the the yeah. beauty of having a having a career that is like more exactly. of a vocation. Yeah, yeah. Right. So like but like, people should get to fun. experience that. exactly yeah. That's what, yeah like do yeah. if that's what you want to do then do it like if you don't want to work all the time then you don't have to you know you shouldn't have that's, to you shouldn't have to yeah. you do have to but you shouldn't <laughs> exactly. you know <laughs> yeah and i think the pandemic has also gotten that brainworm into a lot of people's heads who so wouldn't too. necessarily like people being at home a lot and and work being in their home and that like blurring of the spaces mm-hmm. and the idea of like wait a minute mm-hmm have I really been like waiting to live my life? Yeah. Because like once I got home from work. Right. Oh, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are going through that sort of existential idea of like, what is it that I need? Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think that, I mean, I'm really, really hoping that some of it will come down to some of the people who have a lot more being like, I don't need all of this. Yeah, definitely. I don't know that that's what's going to happen. I don't know happen. either. I'm worried that they're just going to get greedier. But, you know, we'll see. Um, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> um, actually, can we segue a little yeah. bit into a... Um, oh, that was Weeb Corner, by the way. That was Weeb Corner. It actually kind of works, though. Because I want to kind of discuss uh, with Alex. Hi. I've been looking forward to this. Hello. I want to discuss uh, something that I posted on instagram i forgot the word um oh yeah uh the last week um i found this uh this page that i'm going to vamp for a little bit to make sure that i name (laughs) and um you found a page that posited the question at first or that that was the discussion began it posited the well the discussion i guess began on this one page vixen temple blog okay um is the is the page it's a sort of um sex work positive um instagram page cool that's pretty much it yeah but um there 
uh, they posted this one thing that said, let's talk about satirical male characters created to critique and raise awareness of the dangers of toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and how most men completely miss the point and instead idolize these characters. Yes. And I think that's so interesting. I've been really fascinated with this for a long time. I think because yeah. I like a lot of that kind of content. Yeah, you do, which is really interesting. Toxic masculinity. I but I, that I a lot of and that a lot of men miss but the then, point yeah, of. Yeah, and I remember going to film school and being really excited because, yeah. like, I'm like, oh my god, these are all dudes, you know, who have seen Clockwork Art because you know all the dudes in my high school, bless their hearts, they didn't watch this kind of stuff. I was also not in the United States, so I didn't really have men, straight men, or even you know just men in general mm. to talk about this with yeah there's all other women um but like yeah it was like i can talk about clockwork orange and and you know martin scorsese movies <sighs> american psycho you know quentin tarantino movies right with straight men and you know it was just disappointing <laughs> it, yeah yeah because you did um, guess what you did find a lot of straight men who did see those movies didn't you i did but and they didn't, they didn't learn it. a goddamn thing from any of that shit i remember having a conversation about fight club for the first time freshman year of college oh, at God. lunch in weinstein hall i'll never forget and it was this dude and i just felt like i felt like we were both speaking different languages yeah like it was wild yeah was like, oh my they God, have no they do different movies they do not take it as a critique no they take it as a, a celebration yeah question mark they're like yeah exactly and like idolize these men and for <sighs> a minute there in college it was almost like am i i felt like i couldn't like this stuff anymore and like even a softer core version of that is like joseph gordon levitt's character in 500 days of summer yes what a great example you know um like it's supposed to be a critique of men like him exactly it's right. not supposed to be a, a celebration or exaltation or validation of men no. who are angry at their ex-partners for the fact that they didn't do exactly what they wanted them to do, right. even though they were honest in the beginning and said that they weren't interested right. in right. doing yeah. things the way they wanted them you to do. You too deep, you know? You That's know? what happens. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it is what it is, you know? <laughs> Um, and the idea that he was about to just do it again at the end of the movie, that he didn't learn a thing. Yeah. And that was supposed exactly. to, and that's the whole, uh, I know. I and know. Then people watching point. it are like, yeah, I didn't learn a thing either. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> fuck. Fuck's it's sake. It's true, right? Because I love 500 Days of Summer, except I hate it. Same. Yeah, same. I really like it because it's mm. one of those like anti-rom-coms, which yeah, I love. Yeah, me too. Almost all it, of my favorite rom-coms end with a, a breakup. It's because true, yeah. The shit that people do in rom-coms would definitely lead to you breaking up and a good relationship wouldn't really make a lot of good content. Yes, no, <laughs> 100%. a good relationship is just people it's like validating boring. each other, yeah. quiet conversations, maybe a little crying. <laughs> like, like, that's a slow burn yeah. indie movie. It's right. like a good relationship sometimes. Honestly, that's sometimes. the before sunrise, before sunset, before midnight yeah. trilogy. yeah. You know which what a I lot mean? of people didn't like because they're like it's just these this couple like talking around a city that's which, what like, happens <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is the um, point of those movies <laughs> but, then, but then that conversation led to another conversation right yeah that's which led to a to furthering to about a furthering about of of this idea yes do you want to do you have a a piece of text to read i do have a piece of text with this was uh so alex and i sort yeah. of got off on this this thing in the in the in the dms 
Yeah, we started having this conversation in the DMs, and then I was like, save it for the podcast. Yes, literally. <laughs> but, um, or just let's say this again. Let's say it during out the podcast. Loud into the microphone. Yeah, because we have really strong feelings about, you know, obviously female and racial depictions yeah. in our content. But we also have a lot to say about male depictions. And furthermore, male audiences. Male audiences. So there's this great comment underneath the video. Yes. That really summed up, I think, what we both kind of felt in these conversations we have with these, you know, film boys and other men, mostly film boys. um, (laughs) Other film boys. um, Sometimes, uh, I will say sometimes actor boys word okay yeah mm-hmm. uh l- less though because yeah. i find that actor boys have been in like musical theater programs in high schools sense. across this nation and yeah. so they have met many many women who are ready to monologue about their plight and gay men who are ready <laughs> to mon- monologue about their plate and so they tend to be a little bit more yeah aware if not understanding at least aware, aware. of how problematic yeah. sure some of their views can be sure Okay, word. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Okay. Um, Let's get into it. But this comment says, uh, this is by someone at L-U-C-H-A-L-A-B-O-R. Lucha Labor, Lucha maybe? Labor, yeah. Okay. It's, uh, the picture is of a dude, just for context, but... Yeah. Um, Looks like says, male presenting. Yeah, yeah. Um, it says, too many men are like this because when they... And this is about uh, when you critique a film, how personally... <laughs> They kind of take it. Men take it, And now it becomes an argument. Mm -hmm. Um, Too many men are like this because they see film as nuclei around which they form their entire identity instead of just media to consume. So any disagreement with their taste in said media is perceived as an attack on their entire identity. Wow. Yeah. Um, And we both just went... (laughs) 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 Holy shit. When we also discussed, which is interesting... I feel like when we sort of bring up um, media that we like that sort of critiques that kind of thing, Uh um, they sort of, I think, anticipate that we are going to react like that as well. So it also becomes very hostile. Right. But we don't. I don't know. I I think that when we get into these conversations, a lot of times they're in like social situations, right? Or they're like within... I don't know, working situations or something like that. But usually it's it's in a conversation that is not super structured, right? Like yeah. we're, we're talking about just talking over beers about exactly. a movie or something. Yeah. If we say like, well, I don't really like blah, blah, blah because yeah. of X, Y, Z. Yeah. I'm about to sneeze. Bless you. <laughs> oh. oh my God. Um, <laughs> interrupted by my nose. Um, yeah, like... I think that guys being like, oh, you don't like that movie because you're a girl or whatever. And we're like, oh, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. Yes, totally. (laughs) There's like that element. But also I do like a lot of some of this stuff. Yeah. But I think it's saying a different thing than you. And then they go, (laughs) and they really dig their feet in. And we go like, Jesus Christ. And then they go, well, I think that this movie is bad that you like. And we yeah. go like, okay, yeah, it probably wasn't for you. Right. It was probably for me. Yeah. And they go like, <laughs> you know, and they get mad. Like, okay, so here's a here's a direct example. Yes. If you're kind of lost yeah. in all of our theorizing, theorizing, and <laughs> with one partakes <laughs> kind of discussion. So I was 
at a bar with a bunch of my actor friends and their friends of friends. Mm -hmm. And it was just like people that I didn't really know, to be honest. And I knew like three people there. Um, I ended the night in tears because (laughs) (laughs) a, I was like drunk and I just got so worked up and it was really frustrating. And also I was like kind of pissed off at my friends that were with me who didn't come to my defense in a way. Like they didn't like, you know, totally fair. They didn't jump in and they were kind of like playing devil's advocate. Mm. And I was like, I, that, stop it. <laughs> um, we were talking about the movie Get Out. Yay. And this person was a white male. Mm-hmm. And they were like, the only reason that Get Out is getting any attention or critical acclaim is because it has a bunch of black people in it. And people feel bad that black people haven't had a really good movie in a while. <laughs> like that's that was the thrust uh-huh. of his argument. <laughs> and I was like, cool. So you saying that is like deeply problematic. Yeah. And you're completely like dismissing mm-hmm. all of the really interesting mm-hmm. nuanced stuff that happened in that movie. Right did you see it? And he said, no, LOL. And I was like, then you don't get to have an opinion. No, And you, but also you shouldn't be spouting this terrible opinion that you don't get to have because it's racist, right? Because you're being racist. Right. You're judging the entirety of the, of like, you're, you're judging the like merit of the thing. Right on the fact that there are black people in it. Yes. And you're saying like, no, but I'm saying that it's like a good thing that they get to star in it, but I'm saying that it shouldn't be a good thing that such a good thing that they get awards just because of it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what, what are you talking (laughs) about? First of all, it's just a good movie. It's scary. It's interesting. I laughed. I was scared. I thought it was really good. It really entertained me as well as made me feel like I understood just a little bit more what it's like to be black in America. Right. And, He was like, I don't understand why you're so upset. You're not even black. <laughs> right. Because well, we we just got into a huge back and forth right. to the point where like he was screaming at me. Right. And I was kind of yelling back because I'm yeah. not going to be screamed at. Of course. Fuck that. Yeah. Um, I'm a five one woman, but I will fucking yell in your face <laughs> at a bar. You uh-huh. don't fucking scare me. I will fight you. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get stabbed one of these days. Um, <laughs> but it really it, it got me heated in a way because I was like, you're being a racist person and mm-hmm. stop doing that. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? And, and he was like, I don't know why you're upset. Cause you're not even black. Right. And it was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but it really, when I read this sort of take and yeah. this idea of like men make it their, like a nuclei of their personality yes. of who they are yeah. to like, like or defend certain kinds right. of movies. Right. That when we do it and it's an and it's in an impersonal kind of way, yeah. they're very confused. Exactly. And so he kept attacking me personally and I kept being really frustrated that he right. kept attacking me personally. Right. And I was like, like, that's what not what fuck? I'm talking about. That's, that's not, not what I'm point. talking yeah. about. And also that's fucking rude and right. you're being mean for yes. no reason. And I'm trying to talk about the merits of a film you haven't seen. <laughs> right. And the fact of and like racism in yes. film right and right. you're perpetuating racism in in the film industry and i was like this is what i think is a and i think it's a really big problem because then it stops other movies like get out yeah. from getting made exactly because people go it only it only got that acclaim because um all the black people went to see it because well, it was right. their people exactly and i'm like what also like the <laughs> no. as- yeah and the assumption no. that like well i'm not gonna watch it because i'm not black so it's not for me so i sh- you know right it's like mm. <laughs> 
and then they and then that's what studio execs say exactly. people are saying right so they don't green light other exactly. projects like crazy rich asians has stopped a lot of all yeah. asian cast movies yeah. getting made because right. they were like well you had your crazy rich asians right. all the asian people got to go see that and right. that's fine for them like they got to have their movie and right. their moment right. and now racism is solved yeah. and it's like no <laughs> fixed it and it just i still and it, that movie had so many white servants i was like that's so great. That was anyway. really funny. <laughs> but I just think like that is a huge issue. Is like yeah, people don't sure. people don't talk about media and by people, I really just mean white guys. Yeah, white true. guys, especially really white true. straight guys, they yeah. talk about media like that movie is their younger brother. And yeah. how dare you tell their younger brother that he's being racist because exactly. that's almost as bad as calling something the n-word it's like no yeah. it's not yeah, right. if you're being racist be like oh you're right that was a racist thing that i did right yeah cool i'm gonna try to not do that and be less problematic right right that's like all you have to do yeah and yeah. people act like the whole world comes to an end if you are labeled as racist the r word yeah like, lol no <laughs> the r word is a different word and it, it's like not a slur. disabled people Calling are someone... trying to like fight against a different yeah. r word exactly and you're bringing up racist as if it's like no. a fucking curse word it's not, not. A slur. it's an adjective <sighs> but yeah um, i think that like men get confused when we try to talk to them about like the intellectual yes. properties yeah. of these kinds of discussions. Right. When I think it's also, what's also notable is that, you know, I've had a lot of conversations. I'm going to reference specifically Rick and Morty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have a lot of discussions about Rick and Morty uh -huh. with uh, dudes who I went to school with. Mm -hmm. um, and I still got to write that fucking essay yeah you do i'm gonna write an essay about pickle rick and yeah. toxic masculinity yes i mean but seriously yeah. like oh my god it's so frustrating because it feels like it just completely it feels like we're all watching it's a completely different shows and it really is like i feel like unpacking the sort of nuanced you know critiques and honestly problems yeah. with the depiction of rick makes it more interesting and more fun yeah and it kind of just like it feels really first of all it feels like people talk down to me when i do bring up things like i understand that rick is supposed to be a um satire and he's supposed to mm -hmm. be something that you don't aspire to be but the show doesn't do a good enough job at uh, yeah, making him so un you know unlikable and here's what i'm going to compare it to okay mm -hmm. i'm going to compare it to uh, Gone Girl, right? Okay. I think there's a reason that people identify with problematic characters, right? Yeah. So when I watch Gone Girl, there is a big part of me that roots for Amy Dunn. Right. Um, if you haven't seen it, no spoilers. I mean, come I mean, on. Honestly, have you, that movie how do you came out like a million that? years ago, and I feel how like every, everybody was talking about it. Right? You should know, know the twist by now. Twist. All right, spoiler alert for Gone Girl. If you haven't seen it, I don't know what the fuck you've been, but... Um, <laughs> It, Amy Dunn in the end, so they make it, they frame it like a Ben Affleck did it, which is yeah, so funny. Like it's ben, ben Affleck. Affleck. <laughs> the idea is the movie and the book frame it like this man yeah. has killed his wife. Yeah, and she's gone missing, and now everyone right. is trying to like get him prosecuted for killing his exactly wife. right. And it, he's been she was cheating on her yeah, and all of this shit. Of he's just kind dude. of a dirty, like, gross guy. Yeah. yeah, and then you find out halfway through that she framed him. Because, for her own murder exactly and she had faked her death yeah because she was cheated on she felt discarded it was, and she was like fuck that i'm yeah. out of here and so she was planning to send him to the electric chair basically yep and <laughs> i'm not gonna lie a lot of yeah. that movie watching that movie i want her to win 
right? That's just the fact. I can logically look at it and say that is a psychopath. Yeah. Uh, she And she ends up murdering her ex-boyfriend who, while he was problematic, definitely doesn't deserve to Neil be Patrick murdered Harris. in the way that he is. It's pretty <laughs> fucked up. Right? Played by Neil Patrick Harris. Played by Neil Patrick Harris, which is hilarious. Um, it's... Uh, yeah, and I can recognize she comes back and like inseminates herself and like this is bad. But yeah. there is still a big part of me that's like, yes. Like the fact that she kind of wins in the end, I'm kind of like, good. You know? <laughs> yeah. And that's fucked up. But here's the thing, I feel like that what I like about that mm-hmm. um is that it sort of lets me shine a light onto like, okay, well why? Why yeah. do the I dark parts of my brain for that? Yeah. And then it really does kind of lead to like, well, I kind of feel like I have been discarded mm-hmm. and used by men. Mm-hmm. And I, there's a part of me that wants revenge for that. Mm-hmm. And I think that unpacking that makes me a less vengeful person. Right. You know what I yeah. mean? Because I can sort of explore that through media. Uh, explore that catharsis. Yeah. And I don't feel mm-hmm. like I have to take it out on the poor men in my life who right. are just going about their business. You right. know? Mm-hmm. So I kind of felt, and I feel like with Rick and Morty, some of the, I'm referencing a specific conversation that I had a while back. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I kind of felt like talking to this person, like if you feel a certain kinship with Rick, yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe think about why. Is it that you feel like you're yeah. maybe not challenged enough intellectually yeah. in your life mm-hmm. and your I mean at the time school? Yeah. You know? Because maybe you do and maybe it's like you do feel like lonely because you feel like there's no one that you're connecting with. Right. Or maybe you feel like you know, people I mean, are underestimating you. I don't know. I don't know what you're feeling. In general, I feel like what we're just asking for <laughs> is for men to like take one extra second to yeah. look at their own fucking shit. Exactly. A right. little bit more self-analysis. Exactly. So that when I say things yeah. like, you know, well, y- we can then critique it and you can say like, that's totally fair. And like, cause you're not f- like, now you're critiquing who Me. I am. Yes. But even if I am critiquing who you are, you should be solid enough in your own fucking pants that you should be like, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> okay, be fair like, enough. Oh, shit. Like maybe that's true. And maybe that is something to unpack. Maybe or that's something- no, actually I've thought about that. And I don't think that that's something that I have, that I have problems exactly. with or sure. something. You and know then, what I mean? But, and then come up with a valid um, none argument. None do that. <laughs> they don't have to. So don't do it. No, they don't have to. And I think that there's a, just to, and to close this out, I think there was a great, some else posted in response to this um that like uh uh, hold on let me pull it up um here we go yeah i'm also gonna say that like part of my joke about Mm -hmm. this too is the idea that like we run around like also there's like every there's like a movie for every kind of dude personality yes right so there's so they they have more ease at doing that right so it's a little more seamless of a thing for them to be like that is my functional imago cool you know and it's like no it shouldn't no you shouldn't ever do that no because what's interesting i think then for women especially women of color especially black women is the idea that we have to run around like identifying yeah. <laughs> with the yeah. weirdest most yeah. random conglomeration of shit yes. to feel represented right. because there is no <laughs> because there's nothing else right because it's not 
it's not deep usually no. or and if it is it's very specific and so it you know sometimes you don't really fit in the right. thing and it's like right. not everybody's fucking phoebe waller bridge no. and like, <laughs> cool it's you know true. and like I don't well, know. Like the fact that we have to go around, like we have the ability to fully empathize with a white male character. Yes. And we can do it very easily. Like I was saying that like my personality is some weird fusion of like Linda from Bob's Burgers and Timothy Chalamet from yes. Call Me By Your right. Name. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but also neither does someone being like, I'm, I really love uh, Brad Pitt and Fight Club. Right. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. No. First what? of all, it better not be. Yeah. Second of all, what? Yeah. Did you watch a movie? Third yeah. of all, also, stop like, it. Yeah. And like third of all, like, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> no, it's not. I've met you and you're very stupid yes. and lame. Yeah. Like, you're, like, you don't. Yeah. The other thing is I feel like men want to uh, generally these men who identify with these characters really elevate themselves. To oh, do they it, definitely like, do. Yeah, I'm Brad Pitt. And like, it's, no, one thing to, it's one thing to be like, you know, that's somebody that I like love or yeah. i like aspire to be like a character who is right someone who sticks up for themselves or something yeah. like that and like learning from those narratives but it's right. like that also it just requires a degree of self-reflection exactly that's what amongst it is it's the, this right and amongst this like i am that right. character my partner and i were talking about also it's always sunny uh -huh. which also is one of those things i have so many movies and shows that i love that i don't say i don't broadcast yeah. that i love i don't post about i don't right. talk about yeah because i feel like it's it attracts so, the wrong people <laughs> yes and i'm like i don't want to talk to you about it and i know you're yeah. gonna miss the point and it's literally like i'd rather just shut the fuck up about it yeah you know but always sunny is one of those shows that i just don't talk about ever right and there have been people who have asked me if I like it and I will deny it if I if they're showing signs. Of, I will just say like, liking I've never it for seen the it wrong reasons. Like I will do and I'll just yeah. dead ass lie to them. I'll be like, never seen it or something. Yeah. Just because I don't want to do it anymore because that's another show. And he was saying the same thing where he's like, people really miss the point. Like, yeah. that's a it's a really interesting and smart show and has really I think good politics yeah that it just handles with this sort of deadpan sarcasm that speaks people don't, to me and people don't, don't pick up on it get it you yeah know? it's like if people look watched veep and we're like i'd like to be just like selena meyer some people like, yeah some people no. are like i wish selena meyer was running for president and no and and julia louis dreyfus had to retweet yes. and be like no you do not she's, she's so a evil. sociopath yeah. <laughs> right. she's the worst yeah. and the idea is supposed to lambast those kinds exactly, of people exactly right yeah and like yes it's deadpan but like come on just think about but it it's not four yeah. seconds i know, you know? just because there's like, a laugh track yeah, underneath of it exactly yeah i so i i haven't watched always sunny okay word um every time i've tried i have not liked it sure yeah uh same thing with arrested development weirdly oh, okay, enough yeah. uh -huh. uh, those kind of they both fall into like a similar space in my brain yeah in that i have been recommended it by really cool people and also really not cool people yes. yo yes and exactly upon watching the first like handful of episodes of both of those shows mm -hmm. i walk away being like this show's mean sure and uh -huh. i don't love it i don't love the tone mm -hmm. and it feels kind of mean and it feels like it's kind of a way for other like an excuse for other people to like be mean and be like it's no a sunny thing <laughs> mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. also in in honest in all honesty too the 
the Philly stuff of it's always sunny is like kind of annoying to me because I'm okay. from the area and right. Danny DeVito is like, tr- especially in the first season, I don't know if this continues, but he's mm-hmm. trying to do like a really thick Philly accent right. and like yeah. not really doing it. Like sure. failing I mean, spectacularly yeah. on some words and then other words really leaning into the fact that he's saying use guys or whatever. Right. And I'm like, right. Okay. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. And I think, he, you know, he definitely stops, which thank God. Okay. But, that's good. <laughs> but I do. Yeah. I can, I can understand. You know, I also think that's another one like shows like that. I don't, I'm not really too into arrested development personally. It's yeah. just not my jam. Um, but, yeah. um, I think there is also a level to, at least when I watch it, and this is another thing about like self-reflection and right. being open to, I mean, I know I harbor a lot of anger in mm-hmm. general and I think shows that sort of lean into that mm-hmm. help me insult sort humor through that. kind of stuff. I, yeah. You know, you, you yeah. know, I love insult humor. That's right? true. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, that is a way for me to work through a lot of that anger. Oh, that's now, interesting. Now, do I think a lot of people watching these shows are doing that? Absolutely not. I think but a I lot of people think... are finding their anger justified. Exactly. <laughs> but I do think that's, the, I mean, yeah, that's I think, again, that's another reason I think a lot of people miss the point. But I, I do. Know? And that's the other thing that I, I found very confusing about that show. Those mm-hmm. shows, too, is that, again, like really cool people have recommended it to me and really not cool people have recommended yeah. it to me. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, I mean, even if you think about the, like Colbert Report, prime example of that shit. Yeah. Conservatives loved that show. Yeah. And liberals loved that show. And it was literally people you you could get far right people right. being like, You have to watch the Colbert for and leftist people being like, You have and to then that's, like, and then that brings you know? into well and that brings into question if is satire working. Right. Does satire work in a world where we're so in our own bubbles? Exactly. That yeah. we literally have no idea yeah. if it's satirical. Right. Or yeah. something. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, mm-hmm. is is it then yeah is it useful right yeah i don't know or can it be done better right that's my my personal question is can it be done can we can we do satire better yeah yeah and can yeah can we do satire better and also can we be a better audience for satire yeah yeah exactly you Mm -hmm. know who are we as people that satire is not working because we're so adamantly against self-reflection in some instances and in mm-hmm. other instances it's being shoved down our throat yeah. the yeah. idea of like self-diagnosing on tiktok the yeah. idea of like yeah. self-improvement on instagram mm-hmm. it's really being shoved down again continuously the throats of women yep and gay men yeah uh and not straight men yeah mm-hmm Yep. And I'm like, uh-huh. right. Like Which we're is, missing a huge that I feel like generally are the ones who are, who are already on the path of self-reflecting. Exactly. So it's like, yeah. well, I mean, I mean, not to say that it's pointless then, but it's just kind of like, well, you're, you're, already you're preaching there. to the choir in a lot exactly. of ways, but what they're doing is they're selling to a buying audience yeah, right? instead of selling to an audience going, fuck you. I am fucking a David Fincher main character. Right. Leave me alone. I'm perfect. Yeah. Right. I never want to change. Yeah. That's, you know, yeah, it's, so, oh God, it's, it's so frustrating. <laughs> it's frustrating. It's deeply frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're <laughs> if you're a white man listening, mm-hmm. take twenty minutes today, yeah, and be like, the things that people have said are problematic about the things that I love that really rub me the wrong way to mm-hmm. the point where I get fucking pissed off when people say that they don't like it. Mm-hmm. Just take a quiet moment mm-hmm. to wonder. Mm-hmm. Is that because of me? Mm-hmm. Is that a me problem? Yeah. Hmm. 
my i really love this concept that i need to work on not taking too far but like don't make your insecurities everyone else's problem hugely you know wow yes absolutely i'm not talking to women no because y'all can take it too far and by y'all i mean me (laughs) yeah you know you can internalize way too much yeah yeah but yeah, don't just don't make your make don't make your problems other Exactly. Problems. And like preferences is preferences, you know? Like I'm not saying that always sunny and arrested development are bad things. What's he doing? I don't know. Just licking Stop the thing and like dust. chewing. I think he's eating dust. Stop eating dust. Ugh. I get so triggered though when we start snapping at him because that's what my mom used to do to me when I was little. Yo, I know, Sam. Yeah, that's why it's we, like instinctual. I know both of us just get so triggered, but at the same time it's the only way we feel. Fuck. <laughs> anyway but it's not like i'm saying that arrested development or always sunny are bad shows yeah no of course uh, i again i haven't watched more than a handful of the beginnings of episodes sure what i don't love is when people go like you would love it especially you mm-hmm. and then i go i don't know i find them kind of mean mm-hmm. and then they go no right you would love it mm-hmm. and i go like okay well <laughs> right you know and it's like i go to entertainment for different reasons. Exactly. Like I watch yeah. sitcoms for different reasons. Right. I like sometimes yeah. really mushy popcorn stuff. Like right. like stuff that's just bright and colorful and mm-hmm. nice and is like especially like rom-coms and stuff. Yeah. And I'm and I'm still able to critique them. I'm still right. able to be like that wasn't a good depiction yeah. of a woman. Right. <laughs> yes, of course. Right. Mm. But right. but a part of me is a is like a huge romantic so i right. loved that scene that was windswept on the fucking balcony or whatever sure. but like if someone else is like yeah i don't like that because of this depiction of this woman i go like yeah i understand that right. because for you it wasn't saved by satiating this thing that yeah. you love exactly. you know right and i think that yeah it's not scratching a particular itch for right certain. and yeah, like i, mean, like, yeah, I sure. understand that i have a particular itch to scratch in yeah. terms of like romance exactly and like and i have and an girly scratch and girly girliness and stuff yeah. and, and i have an itch to scratch in terms of sort of you know re- vengeance and, uh, right. and working through and anger. here's the thing like, it's like <laughs> i and i also like venge movie like revenge mm-hmm. movies and stuff like mm-hmm. that for different reasons right. but like i also find catharsis in that but like mm-hmm. i also have taken many many moments to look at why it is i really do kind of like gravitate towards like 90s problematic rom-com still even when i know that some parts of it are like not good and it's like it's because a it reminds me of watching it with my mom but also b for a long time romance was like a huge thing that was lacking in my life and that's how i satiated it and i had an insecurity around like that stuff and so watching these kind of like fantasy versions of those things made me feel better is that good? Not really. But also, sure. does it mean that like I have to completely never watch a single romance no. ever again? No. No, that's silly. It just means that like I want to <laughs> write a better version of that because exactly. I'm in the yes. in the world. And if you aren't in the film and television world, then it's like I'm going to keep pushing my the creators of the things that I love to be better, right? And to do better things, yeah. And to not be a dickhead when yeah. someone else is 
critiquing yeah. it. Yeah. Well, also, like, not to rag on cancel culture because it's not universally bad, but also mm-hmm. just because there are certain elements that maybe you don't fully vibe with in something, doesn't mean you have to stop watching it right. in its entirety. Right. Like, you can still like things that are a little iffy, you right. know? Right. Yeah. That's fine. Nothing is 100% unproblematic. No. You know? So just, like, chill. It's fine. Yeah. And, like, it's a case by case basis. Right. Maybe, like, we can't watch, you know, maybe I can't talk about It's Always Sunny in public, but like, eh, you can talk about Rick and Morty, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, is it different? People, yeah, people are a little, people are a little more sometimes open to talking about like the issues in Rick and Morty. Yeah. And still being like, yeah, but I love it anyway. And it's like, okay. Yeah. As long as we can talk about some of the stuff that's in there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Big time. I mean, like, I loved Honey Boy mm-hmm. by Shia LaBeouf. I loved right. the the tone and the energy of it, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of it was due to Alma, the director, yeah. who's a woman. Hello. Because sure. um, she brought a real sensitivity to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was about how Shia LaBeouf is, like, deeply broken. Mm-hmm. And I can also be like, Shia LaBeouf is a super problematic guy. Yeah. And right. he has been for a long time. Right. And, like... I don't know, like the the accusations that FKA Twigs have like yeah. levied against him, I think yeah. is super serious, and I think it's really important to like not let him off the hook for shit like for that. Sure. You right. know what I mean? And same thing with fucking um, what's his dick? Like Ryan Adams, who like yeah, right. terrorized Mandy Moore and Phoebe Bridgers and right. many other women in the music industry, and yeah. then let out like a fucking half hearted apology, but didn't apologize to any of them personally. No. Right? You know. Shit like that where it's like, oh, that's a personal life. It's like, no, if they're terrorizing women in their lives, they're most likely going to be terrorizing other people. Yeah, definitely. Um, As we can see with a lot of like, I mean, bringing out to like the Nashville bomber right. on like the yeah. suicide bomber on Christmas yeah. Day. Yeah. His girlfriend knew right. what he was doing and reported him to the police. And like, there are a lot of, especially these spree killers who like terrorize the women in their lives yeah. before they go on and terrorize everyone else and it's like we have to be listening to these women they're the canaries in the fucking coal mines and they don't want to be canaries in the coal mines anymore no like we deserve to be fucking recognized as people who are like hello this is dangerous to have in our industry yeah and the and the idea of brushing it off as cancel culture is just like no, you're not paying attention when a canary is dead in a coal mine that you're right. in, bro. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> hello? I think it's also just a lack of critical thinking when it comes to that kind of thing. Yeah. Where it's like... And I think a lack of like, well, he's not going to hurt me That's on true. set. That's and true. it's like, you don't right. fucking know that. Yeah. You don't know that. Yeah, also, yeah. Also, his true. bad behavior could end your job it's true. that you just got. That right. was great. Right. Or something. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a difference between I'm someone sick of asking them to care. <laughs> I know. No, that's fair. I just feel like, yeah, I, I don't know. I always feel so torn on it because I think also like this whole thing like comes down harder on black men mm-hmm. in a way. That's that totally so fair. Frustrating because I feel like black men are so quick to be canceled for something that's just different. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm or just accused, mm-hmm. you know? And whereas then, like, these white men can just sort of get away with shit, and everyone's right. like, well, it's not my problem, or, like, that's yeah. personal, and it's kind of like... Ugh. Right, and I think it's... And, but I think that that also comes down to the idea that, like, white men perceive black men to be dangerous. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's to true. To them. 
they yeah, feel they feel their person their person to be threatened by a black that is man, very true even yeah. if that has absolutely nothing not to do with right. anything going on at all right. Right. and i think that that's right. a huge definitely element well, and i also like don't want to defend black men too much because they're the white people of people so like you know at the same time i'm kind of like yeah right. like you're <laughs> you not know? being like get cosby out of prison no but you're, oh, fuck, you no. oh my mean? god keep him there but you're also trying to be like i get it like <laughs> you you're know? trying to be like if shia labeouf was black he would definitely not be working no again, again at all yeah yeah if if yes. fucking louis ck oh, you know god. what i mean yeah was doing the shit he was doing i mean he and luckily New York City is a bunch of Hell fucking yeah. assholes. Exactly. And he's like, I'm not going back there. Me, me, me. They're so mean to so me. So satisfying. And it's like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. You helped create a culture of like insult humor in these clubs and now mm-hmm. it's getting shot back at you yeah. and you can't fucking take it. Yeah, don't do shit Bye-bye. if you can't take it. That's what Goodbye. Awesome. Like you fucking ended people's careers. Yeah. So now yours gets ended. Right. You had a great one before that. Mm-hmm. They never even got there. Yeah. I don't know their fucking names, unfortunately. Exactly. And we're That's still talking about your stupid ass. Totally valid. Get away. Yeah. Go away. You know? And then it's like, and then people go like, well, what about Aziz Ansari? And yeah. I'm like, Aziz Ansari, uh is fine yes yes i'd like to come on this podcast and say fine yeah i think that sexual politics in general need a huge reworking that's my thing and i think that right we all need to be talking about it a little bit more yes but i think that it's can i go on the record yeah and say because i've also gotten into arguments with women Uh uh, notably white women Uh um about aziz Ansari, and just said like maybe there's a conversation among women yeah that, that needs to be had about sexual politics and obviously with men too but i think first yeah among women i think i agree let's talk to each other about this shit i agree like let's talk about like why i felt pressured to give consent right that's a conversation i personally would love to have but i don't want to have with men right now i would like to have that conversation with other women yeah and i feel like whenever i say that i get oh not whenever in those certain situations Mm -hmm. i get sort of charged with victim blaming and i'm like that is not what i am saying yeah and i think it's weird that people (laughs) hear that right you know and i agree i agree i think that there's a huge comment like that i read the article yeah me too like i don't think a lot of people read it all the way through that's fair i read it all the way through and it was troubling it was upsetting right it was weird and you know it was troubling because we've all been there that's the thing or at least oh, it yes. feels like a lot of us have yes the and majority. if we haven't one of our good friends has yes tearfully over a glass of wine yes. been like something not so chill yes. went down with this guy yes yeah i don't know it seems really gray right. in terms of what happened you know what i mean yeah. and it's like worse shit has gone down that i've heard about oh, that is like fully. terrible and yeah. horrifying right. and like unfortunately it's really widespread and unfortunately a lot of them cheerfully give their consent yeah while not meaning it yeah you know and i think that like we do need to talk about coercion and we do need to talk about the fact that she was really young and he was a celebrity and a lot of celebrities leave like levy that kind of hundred percent but also like you know how many times do musicians do that and we go like cool guy get those groupies right exactly you know but Mm -hmm. he's like a scrawny comedian who has made his life about romance and so when he kind of does an Mm -hmm. icky thing where he does that it's like kill it with fire you know what i mean right and i think that like yeah our biggest thing what we like to do in our personal life Mm -hmm. and like on this podcast we encourage you to do if you're listening talk to each other talk to your friends yeah 
the idea that a man can't be pressured into something is fucking false the fact that a woman can't pressure another woman or another man to do something is fucking false Mm -hmm. coercion is coercion and it sucks yeah and sometimes you don't realize it was what it was until after yes and that also sucks yeah but it's it is a lot of gray area and and nobody wants to say that because nobody wants to be like (laughs) you know nobody wants to side with a fucking rapist (laughs) (laughs) and i'm not (laughs) you know what i mean i feel like i want to say that but it's like the this the idea comes up a lot in our industry because social and professional are so deeply intertwined 100 percent. and we are creatives and we are artists and we want those lines to be blurry a lot of the time when it's fun and when it's good those lines are blurry and our production is like a family Mm -hmm. beware of that but um (laughs) you know the idea of that you're like you like hiring and working with your really good friends because you work hard hours you work long hours you want to be comfortable enough that you can create yeah so that happens a lot but Mm -hmm. i think like women and i've been told that this is a hashtag fresh hashtag hot take or whatever but i think that before i think anybody but specifically women and people who've been raised as women in the society need to take a look at what it is that they want before they find themselves in the presence of another person Mm -hmm. depending on that person to know what it is they want yeah i think that women are so afraid of their own bodies Mm -hmm. that they don't know how to they don't know how to get themselves off Mm -hmm. they don't know how to feel okay and good sexually by themselves and then they expect their partner to a not only make them feel good and safe and comfortable but b also make them come like a crazy person even though they've never been able to do that for themselves and they don't know what it is they like or where they're going you know what i mean and it's like i think that's really unfair expectation that we have on men specifically male straight partners or even female female partners it's like you're Mm -hmm. expecting your partner to know you better than you know yourself right that's not fair no and that's setting a weird intensely high expectation on these sexual interactions it's like i think that knowing yourself your comfort level better can help you move into the world and move into those experiences with greater comfort right and less i think you know it's not your fault if you're coerced, but I think that like, you'll know that that's happening if you know what it is you're comfortable with already. Right. And if you know that that's not chill with me or like, Hey, yeah, maybe let's try this thing, but I don't know if I'm going to love it. If I want to tap out, can I tap out? Yeah. Being comfortable enough to say that to a person you're engaging in sex with. That is important. Definitely. That's so important. Yeah. You know? Right. Well, I think that's another big thing. It's like being the, the comfort level yeah with your partner and i think especially when you are like you're saying when you're working with people and their power dynamics yeah. involved mm-hmm. especially yeah it can get really complicated and hard to say no for a variety of political reasons sure you know not only the fact that maybe like size, i don't want to lose my job yeah. or like this person's so much physically bigger than me anyway exactly or something yeah right. and like you just don't know them well enough you know right i mean there's a lot of different factors that i think come into play and i think that hookup culture doesn't want us to say these things in no, a lot of way like i think a lot of a lot of women that i've talked to about these things is like well fuck that i want to have sex with whoever i want and it's like great yeah but <laughs> right if you don't trust them enough to just have those conversations not necessarily be the father of your children yeah not necessarily to be the wife of your dreams right like if you're having sex with people that you don't trust enough 
to prioritize your safety over the fact that they might come. Right. You shouldn't be having sex with them. 100%. Sorry. And like, I am not a proponent of like only have monogamous relationship. Like I'm not saying that, but I am saying that there is an element of trust and safety involved in these fucking interactions. And everyone acts like, yeah, it's fine and chill and nobody cares. Exactly. And then when you go home, you feel sad and upset and like, you know, devastated by what went down and, you're confused as to why. And it's like, I think part of that is why mm-hmm. a level of trust with yourself, but also a level of trust with that person. Definitely. Yeah. 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 It's a, yeah, it's a multi-layered conversation that yeah. needs to happen on many levels. I think so. And I think you know? that like, we need more media that explores it because it yes. is so nuanced and hard and confusing yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and, just because something's happened that you didn't like the way it went or whatever, you know, I'm not saying you need to like call the police on this person. No. But if you do feel like charges should be pressed (laughs) because you were really hurt and it's fucked up or whatever, like you should be, you should feel empowered to do that too. You know, also like I think doing a little bit of research and this is, you know, unfortunately right now on women or receiving partners, but things like realizing that removing a condom during sex without your knowledge is in many states legally rape. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And again, I'm not saying you got to go, you know, call the police on your boyfriend or whatever if that happened but but you maybe need you do, if you yeah. want to do it if you don't if it was that if it was that deeply traumatizing if yeah. it was if it was that much of a violation like that is up to you exactly and if it doesn't feel like it was that much of a violation but you are worried about it talk you about do it. need yeah. to talk about it with yeah. talk about it with your friends talk about mm-hmm. it with your current partner even if it wasn't that person exactly because that will factor into the way you go into right these encounters yeah moving forward yeah you know what i'm actually really excited for what this movie that i've been waiting all fucking year for yeah. promising young woman oh yes finally coming to vod on january 15th okay. i literally put it in my calendar can i just lower your expectations a tiny bit because oh. i have heard bad reviews no already. really yeah. oh so disappointing i've heard that it it is such a cool concept and that it doesn't deliver God this is damn. this is early early reviews right. that i've seen right. floating around on the twitterverse mm-hmm. that's what i've heard god damn i know how disappointing it's supposed to be like a revenge thriller of um mm-hmm. a woman pretending to be too drunk to give consent and mm-hmm. then murdering question mark we don't know the men i don't yeah i can't tell from something that. stealing from them i don't know mm-hmm. some sort of revenge plot right against men who are looking to take advantage of women who right. are too inebriated to give consent. Right. Yeah. Oh, damn. It looks so... Carrie Mulligan is the main character, which seems really fun. Yeah. And seems like a really interesting part for her to take after having done an education when she was really young. For sure, yeah. Because I recently rewatched an education and I was like, wow, this movie is so fucking good. Yeah. And no. I could see people liking it for the wrong mm-hmm. reasons. And I would argue even I kind of liked it for some of the wrong reasons when I was in high school. Mm. Oh, that's You know what I mean? Because um, I loved the adventure and I loved all the fun and I loved mm-hmm. all the good stuff. And then like when the bad stuff happened, I was like, Ugh, fine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of being like, no, that's the whole point, darling. Right. That's <laughs> you know what that I mean? interesting, yeah. You're not a grown up. When right. you're a teenager. Yeah. 
You're not yeah. a grown up even when you're in your early 20s. Mm-hmm. Even when you pretend like you're a grown up, you're not a grown up. And Yikes. so doing grown up stuff with grown up people yeah. feels fun and feels like you're a grown up. But then when you get older, you look back and think, what yeah. the fuck were those adults doing with my child ass? Yeah, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Why were they ha- like, I'm sorry. Yeah. But the age that we both are now. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah. Yeah hanging out with an 18 year old and being like we have so much in common it's very troubling you know what i mean yeah so i think that that's i don't know it's i think yeah i think that so like using what we watch as a vehicle for self-reflection yeah is a great thing and uh, but i also think that that's part of why we really need better more nuanced storytelling Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. from women Mm -hmm. to other women and to men because People are just not getting it. People aren't getting it. (laughs) And people are using, you know, realism Mm -hmm. to reinforce shit. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. And their satire isn't isn't clear enough. No. Yeah. And so it's getting really muddled. Yeah. And weird. Honestly, enough of this fucking realism shit. Take a stance. I, I agree. don't want anything. I agree. Like, well, that's the whole point is that it doesn't have a point. Fuck off. Like, like I'm tired that, of that. And shit. That, that's coming straight from some feminist theorizing that mm-hmm. I've, I've read about in mm-hmm. terms of critiquing realism. Mm-hmm. And when I was in college and reading that, I was like, no, I like realism. Hey, right. wait a minute. You know right. what I mean? Like right. I was kind of like, me, me, me. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, what if it is used to reinforce all of the shit? Yeah exactly because it is and mm-hmm. i just was like <laughs> right well i feel like oh that's my god why, like, you're right <laughs> that's why shows like broad city and honestly yeah. i think this kind of does i mean intersectionality kind of i did write about broad race. city you when i was city. when i was and writing about this yeah. yeah but also i think it kind of transcends into race i know like black people atlanta for black people yes a great show because it's like it's completely unrealistic but that's that's it, how it feels. That's how it feels to be black. You yeah, know, it's exactly, you know, and it makes people step outside of themselves for one right, second. Exactly. They can't just be like, yeah, I want to be paper boy. Right. Yeah. No, because you have to examine more shit because mm-hmm. weird shit's going on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So yeah. it's forcing you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Magical <laughs> people at ATMs. Ma- magical <laughs> realism is where I'm at. Magical realism is the way to go. Because I think then you get to have a lot of fun. Yeah. With That's aesthetics. Like, but you're also, cool, you know, yeah. And you <laughs> and you're also just not letting people off the hook when they yeah. watch it. Yeah. Make people not. uncomfortable. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> mix the good. Put good. Um, this was something that they said a lot in uh, in acting school, weirdly enough, actually. Oh, interesting. Um, good writers put bad politics in the mouths of good characters hey. and good politics in the mouths of bad characters. <gasps> I love it. Isn't that great? Yeah. Have I never said that to you before? No. Okay, sorry. <laughs> fuck? No. Um, wow. Yeah. When I love that. Yeah. Because, I mean, listen, I had a bunch of incredible female minds working on with me mm-hmm. on mammoth mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yes. and it's like how do you do that right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like you do that by deconstructing the shit and yeah. making some of it work yeah because mm-hmm. you make it a critique not an exultation mm-hmm. even if that's not what dave fucking wants because <laughs> god knows the man has terrible politics <laughs> <He really> <laughs> It's fine. Whatever. I'm allowed to say this. Yeah. yeah. I know people who of know him. people. I know people who know him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've seen and read a lot of his plays. Yeah. Um, and I think there are ways that some of it can work. Yeah, for sure. If it's done with the right 
added flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I and I think that that's the problem. That's mi- that's what's missing. I think maybe it's just the added fucking flavor. Make maybe it spicy. We need to make it spicy. You know, like the added flavor maybe missing from the satire is a fucking female voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is some more. You know? I mean, my argument is Rick and Morty got a lot better in this past recent season mm-hmm. when they hired a bunch more female writers. Hello. And I thought me. the episodes were funnier and yeah. more nuanced. And dude, actually, the that's fucking sick. finale of season four. I know a lot of people didn't like it, but yes, it fucking skewered Rick. That's why. That's great. <laughs> I mean, uh, the the gist of the essay I want to write about Pipple Rick. Mm-hmm. First of all. Yeah. Part of the reason I'm with my boyfriend right now. What a great now. episode about therapy. Can like, I just talk about that? Yeah. <laughs> that was the first time we really started DMing in earnest. Oh, re- oh right. That's When true. I posted. Oh, fuck. I forgot. He was like. Yo, that's true. I have issues with Rick and Morty. And I was like, mm-hmm. me fucking mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Let's talk. Mm-hmm. And then he got fucking laid. Okay, guys. Amen. Think about it. Yeah. This might get you laid. Critique <laughs> your favorite. Yes. Oh, my God. You know, eventually. Critique your but IP. It, you know. it. Anyway. But what I'm saying was that. In that, in that episode, Rick literally builds himself a body out mm-hmm. of rat carcasses. Yeah, and goes through an entire, like, um, oh god, what's that fucking movie? Take uh, no, not no. It's the Christmas movie, Die Hard. Die Hard. Yeah. So he like die hards himself through a building mm-hmm. as a pickle with. A, dead fucking rat limbs <laughs> yeah to show up to therapy yeah right the idea being that that's what it feels like mm-hmm. for a hyper masculine right non-feeling yeah patriarch right to get his ass in a ca- <laughs> yes. in, in a couch, a couch to go to therapy yeah i think that that is a really interesting concept yeah of the internal journey that this person needs to go to in order to get to a place of self-reflection. Whereas everyone else gets to just drive there and sit down because they've been doing some sort of self-reflection. And Rick is so anti-self-reflection that in order for him to get there and to, to honor his promise, he kind of has to create all of this shit that is in his way, which is what a lot of men do. But eventually he does get there because of his love of his grandson. Exactly. When I also really liked the sort of statement in, and I know a lot of people had issues with this too, but like I liked what Susan Sarandon said, Susan Sarandon was the voice of the therapist, Uh where she was like, yeah, fucking listen. It can be fucking boring to self-reflect, but it's like brushing your teeth and wiping your ass. You have to do it. Yes. Otherwise you're gross. I love that. That's perfect. Yes. Yes. It's not all fucking shootouts and rebuilding a body out of like rat limbs like you fucking want it to be. It's not going to be this noble, crazy, bloody, triumphant fight, but it will be wiping your ass and brushing your teeth. Which you have to do. Otherwise, it's disgusting. Like you'll be a disgusting And it might be really hard internally to get yourself to sit on that couch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you should fucking do it anyway. You have to do it, you know? If you want to be a decent person in the <laughs> yeah. world, yeah. Womp womp. <laughs> I don't feel sorry for you. No, not at all. <laughs> people definitely, yeah, oh God. You the know? Miscon- the, no, the way people watched Pickle Rick. Yeah. God. So, ah. I know. It's upsetting because I feel like, they're yeah, they're getting all the right stuff and then they're just throwing the baby out with the bathwater, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um 
Yeah. And it's like, we, we fucking love to talk about this garbage, but this is part of the reason why we have a podcast is because is because we've got so sick of being shouted down by film guys who were swore up and down that they knew exactly what fucking (laughs) Ingmar Berman was fucking thinking on January 5th, 1915 or whatever the fuck he was doing his thing or whatever. And for me to be like, yeah, it's not really, I don't really love the style. Yeah. And then they go like, <laughs> well, you don't like film. Well, yeah. you can never make films. Like, <laughs> or me being like, I like Quentin Tarantino movies. Right. But I also think that some of them are really troubling mm-hmm. and problematic. And I I don't think that he is like very good at writing women. Yeah. A lot of the time. You know what's wild about he that? Says he that. says And then they go, you're wrong. I I, you're fucking wrong. Or like, you, wow. Oh, you like Tarantino? Guess you're not so much of like a feminist. feminist. Blah, blah, blah. No. And I'm like, no, I can like things and critique them at the same time yeah. because I have a self, I have a fucking degree of self-reflection yeah. in my bones. Exactly. Like I know that there is that sort of like playing with the boys in the neighborhood, my older cousins thing of like yeah. w- liking to roughhouse and have shootouts and like yeah. it's cathartic to watch people like explode yes, in exactly. ridiculous amounts of blood yeah. that don't make any fucking sense right. and remind you that it's fake. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's that nonsensical reality thing yeah, that he right. does. It's almost like comical violence. That's why I love yeah. John Wick so much is because it's kind of funny. It's like, it's what ridiculous. the hell is going on? Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> the fucking shootout scene in Kill Bill. It's like, nobody's meant no. to actually think that those no. people are injured. <laughs> like, so stupid, he, honestly. Like, he filled condoms yeah. with blood and squeezed yeah. them till they exploded. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's also interesting nod to the way they used to make movies. Right. That's most of what his stuff is. Yeah, it's just like yeah. a like fucking... The, the meat of it is just that. It's like, a nod it's to not... B-movies. And I'm right. like, That's really fun. Right. That's super interesting. Yeah. Do I think that he should be la- like touted as the greatest filmmaker <laughs> in the world? No. No, but that doesn't no. mean I don't enjoy his stuff. Right, yeah. Same with Scorsese. Yeah. There's plenty of stuff with Scorsese that I really like. And yeah. there's plenty of stuff that I, I'm not super big fan of. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I'm the Irishman to be interesting in some yeah. ways because I like mob movies, so I'm going right. to fucking like the mob stuff. Yeah. But a lot of it was like weird. Right. Yeah. I don't know. And it was very long. Yes. But right. His movies are always very long. So too, I mean, too long. You can edit. You know what I mean? Out of all of them, I swear. But yeah, hundred percent. I don't know. Like I really didn't like Raging Bull and people, even though I really like the look of Raging Bull, mm-hmm. you know, like aesthetically awesome. Yeah. There's I plenty of stuff like I love aesthetically. All, you know? Like the movie Little Women, I thought was beautiful. Oof, beautiful. The, the costumes I have come to learn deeply wrong i watched a video essay on it and i was like yeah, oh my god like, there was like uggs in it and i was like wait what <laughs> that's actually hilarious I think it's, yeah, did i, think I like fine. the beach waves yes yeah of course should they have had them no, no. <laughs> completely inaccurate okay but also i was like yeah but it was the feeling that i got from it that i really liked i really liked the feeling of it does that mean that i'm gonna go fucking read little women and be like yes little women is the feminist text of our time no <laughs> Not really. I like what it says about like not having to get married, I guess. Yeah. But it doesn't even really stick to that messaging. You know what I mean? But I really liked what it had to say about like sisterhood. Yeah. And stuff. Because I have a sister. It's true. She does. I Yeah. (laughs) Cool. You know, I don't know. It's like not every movie has to be every single thing to you. Like we said a few episodes ago, not every movie has to tackle race. (laughs) Exactly. 
yeah, it doesn't tackle race either. It's set in Civil War era, but it's like, oh yeah, the war. Anyway. <laughs> Yo, I know. That's not what they're worried about. Yeah, right. That's not what's going on for them. And again, speaking on behalf of all black people, I'm really glad little women didn't decide like and also black people no no that would i mean it was nice to know that bob odenkirk was fighting for the fucking union yeah, that's nice that's great. but at the same time that's all we you know what yeah Good. it was dealing with the very specific I'm, experience of poverty yes. and sickness and right. stuff with this one family exactly i'm glad it wasn't gone with the winds yeah and exactly. you know what let's we'll just leave it at that you know <laughs> lol watching gone with the wind i remember watching gone with the wind in school oh, and it just like it's the first time i'd ever seen it yeah and just like zoomed out and then just like confederate flag and i was like motherfucker what am i watching <laughs> are y'all really the teachers like so as you can see here i'm like i automatically can't take this seriously uh-huh. like, and it's like <laughs> yeah and it's like did gone with the wind do things for the film industry i'm sure do i need to see it not really <laughs> it's also so long it's fine yeah and it's like if you love gone with the wind but you are committed to anti-racism in your life yeah. then great great yeah i don't <laughs> then cool really don't give a fuck. I'm, like, st- I'm still gonna be like that movie seems boring i don't want to watch it <laughs> and i love period pieces like but i'm like and weird and the politics make no sense yeah like, so it's like i don't know i feel like i can live my life without having seen mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and maybe you know if there's some sort of context that someone gives it that makes it seem that's like a really interesting way to look at it or whatever and then it makes me want to go watch it cool right i'm not saying i don't think that's gonna happen no i don't think it is either god with the wind you but like like everyone was like oh my god you better watch casablanca (laughs) if you want to make movies or tv shows and i'm like okay and i watched it and i was like that was beautiful in a lot of moments yes and also really beautiful and also random and nonsensical in other moments because it's not the fucking 30s anymore (laughs) and then it was over and i was like okay i have watched casablanca yeah yeah so i felt about citizen i don't know i was like okay honestly that's how i felt about chinatown too like like more interesting shit happened there i think but also in a way that i was like what (laughs) yeah it's pretty fucked up you get to the end you're like oh and i was like i feel bad damn yeah and then i was like that was long yeah (laughs) (laughs) also just to point out yeah gotten some bad faith arguments on this oh god there's a fucking difference between providing context to a movie like fucking casablanca and gone with the wind even even gone with the wind yeah and the birth of a nation yeah that's just no don't do that i remember getting into an argument where i kind of took it too far because this guy was talking about how fucking oh but it did so much for the film industry it's a really important film even the nazis like did it. a lot for the film industry i was literally this guy was jewish and i did bring up what i was like triumph of the will did a lot yeah for film. but it do you would you that- consider that a mass piece he's like that's different that was propaganda and i was like so, so was, was this, this. <laughs> god yeah i took yeah. it i took it a little far yeah there are but lines like, also, there are lines yeah. to draw in the sand and i would like yeah. to draw it at <laughs> that yes. triumph yeah. of the will and Tri- birth of a nation yes. i'm gonna just draw my line <laughs> yes. right there like, that's at least right. wh- that's like we do not yeah. have to glorify like das no. Jude. that's no. bad we no. can all say that's bad we, but that's different yeah you know it's like you can learn about from history without right. reading mein kampf yes exactly 
you're unless you're like a hitler specific historian right. or something yeah sure you're just I a guess. regular schmegular you don't you need to be fucking that. you ain't even no. gotta read the wikipedia page for it just you know it exists and move on he was a methed out sociopath <laughs> stop <laughs> Stop it. You deadass injected meth into his butt. Like, don't listen they to him. They all did. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. No. Just stop. Yeah. <laughs> fascists you know? are bad. Just remember that. Just remember that fascists Please, are bad. I don't believe, I cannot believe I'm living in a time where that is controversial <laughs> to say. I truly can't get it. I can't oh get it. God, yeah. Oh, God. Brings us back to our dystopia. Everyone wear a mask and fight fascists. (laughs) Fascism has been existing across this fucking globe this whole time. (laughs) But it just felt like it was a more agreed upon statement in the US of A to be like, fascism is bad, right? Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's like, what what do you mean well? It's like, well, Antifa is bad. It's like, no, that's being an anti-fascist person. And it is not an organized group. No. I don't know if, if anybody listening to this is confused by that. No, it's not a real. Like, I mean, it's not an organization. I don't know what else to say. That's like, the end of the sentence. Like, like I don't. Yeah. It's as if saying like hashtag Yas Queen is an organization for gay <laughs> people. Like and it's like, no, it's just people say it when they do stuff sometimes. Alex, and we don't always claim them. Spreading the agenda. The gay agenda. I would love to spread the gay agenda. I actually, I have never felt safer than when I am in gay spaces. I know, honestly. Even when, even when women hit on me in an uncomfortably aggressive manner, I still feel safer. Remember that Russian woman in the in that club? There have been, yeah, there have been many Russian women in the club <laughs> for me, and I'm like, you know what? Fine, <laughs> that's okay. I still feel safer. Yeah there and in those gay spaces being aggressively hit on yeah. than in straight spaces in which someone is just simply eyeing me from across the room so creepy do you know what i mean yes. a dude fucking eyeing you across the room oh. it's different a cab but i'm calling the police <laughs> <laughs> you know like i don't know i just find yeah i find i find the the gays to be quite welcoming as well as the Yay. non-binary babes Yay. the gender non-conforming folk of the of the lgbtqia yeah alphabet gang nation come hang out you know mafia was good (laughs) and it's because they have they've had to unpack a lot of their shit yeah and so they've done a lot of critical a lot of a lot of self-respect i mean yeah hopefully that's what i want for them is a lot of was a lot more self-respect to the the idea that like the fact that they've had to break down so much of Yeah. Of what they learned and unlearn it and really take a look at themselves internally to be yeah. like, how, you know, how am I moving through this society that sometimes tells me I'm, I don't deserve to live, right, you know, right. um, same thing with a lot of people of color. And it's like, yeah. we really need a lot more of that yeah. from people who don't have to. Definitely. When I would also argue yes. that there's a lot, when I would of, also argue. a lot of white women uh-huh. who would benefit yeah. from that kind of I agree. self-reflection. I agree. should engage more with it. Yeah. Please. Big time. <laughs> Join us. Yeah. You are welcome. Just don't. Just come on. A little less it for a shoving, like <laughs> a little less shoving aggressive self-improvement tactics yeah. down your throat and a little mm-hmm. more like quiet reflection. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Y- y'all are so close. Yeah. So close. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, big time. For sure. <laughs> <sighs> this 
this has been i think a great episode i ridiculous people podcast. yeah i think that this was something that we've been wanting to talk about for a while we, yeah. and i think that this was this is something we would have honestly just talked about regardless but yeah it's good that we could share it i think it's fun to share and yeah. interesting to hear about from your friendly neighborhood folks because like mm-hmm. You know, sometimes when you are in a bar and you're arguing with some person that's just a friend mm-hmm. of a friend, it's just like <laughs> you're going to jump to fucking death grips pretty quickly and be <laughs> angry with each other. Of course. But like, hi, we love you. Yeah. <laughs> and we want the best for you. Absolutely. And like, we are film bros. Yeah. <laughs> you I know. know what I mean? As much as we rag on film dudes. It's like, like we, we are, are film dudes. People, Listen. We know. I yeah. know. Yeah. Especially in the relationship that I am in, I am 100% the film bro of the relationship. <laughs> so he showed me she and I showed him <laughs> Pulp Fiction within like the first week that we were mm-hmm. able to physically be next yeah. to each other yeah. because of the pandemic. Right. You know? Um, I get it. Yeah. Like, I am a film bro. However, mm-hmm. you just need a little more you know, looking in the mirror. Look in the mirror. It's okay. And also stop writing scenes where people look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> on a similar note, enough of that. It's I don't so want annoying. anything that starts. Okay, I first of all, metaphorically, no, starting with an alarm going off and waking up. Stop end that. that I hate abolish it. it. And also, no scenes where you're looking in the mirror. Stop and it. no, like, you wash flash water on your face and stare yourself down. Who does that? I've never once done that in my life. There have been so many times, <laughs> especially as a woman, I'm sorry, but there's so many times where I actively avoid looking in the mirror <laughs> right? because I don't want to see it. I'm just trying to wash my hands and pee. And when I wake up in the morning, especially if I like wake up in the middle of the night, yeah, I would be like, "How can I can I close my eyes through all of this so I don't have to see my own reflection?" So many times I've gone into a bathroom (laughs) and not turned the light on. Yeah, yeah, right. Like this is fine. I know everything. This is fine. I this is my home. It's Mm -hmm. fine. I don't need to see what Mm -hmm. I look like right now. It's it's because I know I'm just going to say mean things to myself about it. You know what I mean? Then I'm going to have to go back to sleep. And I'm just, I'm not about that right now. I'm busy. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. I don't have time for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so I hate it. I oh hate when God. that happens when it's like, <laughs> I'm just staring in the mirror mm-hmm. at myself because I'm having a moment. Mm-hmm. If I'm having a moment moment, yeah. I'm definitely not looking in the mirror. No, fuck that. I don't want to see my ugly cry face. No. Oh, God. <laughs> God, my face got so puffy. I'm always like, Ugh. you know, <laughs> and I'm sad, and then I'm also like, Ugh. you know, God damn it. Doughy. Now I'm sad about something else. <laughs> know, right? Yeah, yeah, dude, <laughs> stop writing that shit. Yeah, no more looking in the mirror. <laughs> I swear to God, if you have one, just really think about what the point of it is. I would also like to, and if it's not that there's something gonna, that's gonna even, even, even in horror movies where something jumps out behind them in the mirror, yeah, just fucking stop that shit. <laughs> It's been done. Yeah. Don't open a medicine cabinet and shut it and there's something behind you. Yes. I know. I know. I'm expecting there to be something behind you at this point. I get it. And I don't want to be fearful of shutting a medicine cabinet anymore. (laughs) You don't even have one. I know. But still, sometimes I'll like, I have been genuinely washing my face and I'll like dry my eyes. And then you look up and you're like, there's going to be something behind me. I used to be scared to close my eyes while I was in the shower. Oh, yeah. Because of demons yeah. and ghosts yeah. and shit mm-hmm. not even like an actual murderer but like demons yes. <laughs> you know what i mean i'm just like leave me alone I know. when i'm in the bathroom i, don't I understand that it's a vulnerable place to be i know right stop that i don't <laughs> want to see a mirror at the end of a long hallway and just expect a dementor you know what i mean yeah, <laughs> like, i'm good <laughs> just write something else like there's just 
there are so many other moments that you're quiet with yourself. Yeah. Don't look at a picture. Nobody takes a I'm takes a framed say, photograph yeah. off of something <laughs> and stares <laughs> at it. Nobody also, does that. Also, I think uh, there's a line with the I think a little more realistic, but let's maybe chill with the I'm going to pull my car over and hit the steering wheel and cry. Yeah. Like I don't drive a lot, but I really don't think that that's what most people do. I have also been on the verge of tears in a car and I simply wait till I get home. I don't know. I, yeah, you not, push it down, you keep going yeah, and then I'm when like, you turn I'm the car off, you 15 minutes away. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't want to pull over. I'm driving on the Belt Parkway and there's no shoulder. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want my double park. Yeah. To have a breakdown. Nobody no, has you time. push that down. Just wait. But maybe that's an LA thing. Maybe it is an LA thing. Maybe, maybe people are just having breakdowns all up in their car because they're always in their cars. DM us. You ever had a breakdown in your car and pulled over? Actually, we really would love to hear your I had a breakdown in a car story. Honestly, yeah. DM us and we'll keep you anonymous and we'll read it. Yeah. If you I'm had a breakdown really in a car, because it, I just don't think not enough for um, the amount that we see it in movies. It just happens. All Do you know time. what I mean? Yeah. And it feels like even in cities with, and again, LA, I understand is different, but from my experience driving in New York and DC, yeah, I don't understand where or how you're going to do that logistically. <laughs> y- what's with the putting incriminating evidence in, in glove boxes? Oh, that too yeah people look in there yeah that's the first place they look i mean not to be that person but i know some black people in the south who yeah. carry firearms and yeah they intentionally do not put that shit in the glove compartment because that's like that's obvious that's, that's where the they look fucking place they i'm look. thinking of even even in education the movie that i just talked about it's like yeah. there's incriminating mail <laughs> in the glove box while she's in the car and right, she just pops the that. car open while he's yeah. getting gas and is like look at this incriminating evidence i did forget about that and it's like, Why yeah, at that there? point he's being reckless because he doesn't, he wants her to find out. Right. In right. in, in, in essence, in that movie, it's a little different, but that should not be so much of a trope that they were able to subvert yeah, it. Yeah, that they were like, oh, well, get it. He's in the glove. Yeah. Yeah. He knew she'd look in the glove box and he wanted to let her know. Did y'all ever put anything? You don't have to tell us what, but did y'all ever put anything Like somebody else's like- panties in your glove box when you're cheating on your spouse. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's just like, people always seem to shove sh- It's like, that's you're just supposed to keep your fucking registration in there yeah don't fucking put it there if you're trying to hide shit weird stupid yeah i don't know i don't know what if you get pulled over and license and registration and you You open it all your shits (laughs) i mean even if the the cop doesn't know yeah Yeah. but like it doesn't matter but like isn't that weird that's weird it's uncomfortable for everyone yeah i don't know I don't know. We don't, we're not car people. So yeah, tell we us don't know car. Wrong. We if don't know car stuff. If we're off base, we're off base. But. That's why everybody walks around New York. I'm also sick of fucking stuff where people walk around New York in these movies oh, without a bag. God. Yes. What? Where are you going? What are you talking about? Like, even I was watching. Um, <laughs> you good? <laughs> you almost knocked the mic over. <laughs> I don't know why it's I was, so much. Uh, LOL. I was watching. It's in You've Got Mail. Okay. Um. Meg Ryan goes home after having like lunch with, and maybe this is an upper west side thing. Mm. Cause I think they're upper west siders okay. in like all of her movies, but um, she doesn't have a bag mm. mm-hmm. and, and they just had dinner. Like they just had lunch and they were out and they were doing stuff. And then she goes back to her apartment. I mean, are you what? If, are she you, doesn't have a coat. Like mm-hmm. she has a little sweater on, mm-hmm. but she does have like big trousers with like, pockets pockets but still i'm just like if you're out for more than wallet i guess it's because they were like 
they were in the nabe if you're literally okay but i'm like if you're taking a train anywhere and you don't have a bag with you i am so confused i know it okay imagine like we're eating at i'm not gonna say so we don't people don't know where we live that Uh place down the street this way that we like yeah i'm trying to think even though i mean i feel like i've definitely gone there with a bag but i'm trying to if we have our winter coats on it's normal times i guess i can fit my stuff in my pocket but if we're even planning on going anywhere else afterwards, afterwards even if we're going go yeah. to go to the fucking bath and body works, I'm going to bring a bag. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, that's what I mean. Like, that's what's so confusing to me. And like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I find that to be startling when I watch like New York content and yeah. people aren't bringing bags everywhere. Yeah. Like if, if you're going to work, like I just don't know anybody who doesn't walk around with a, a backpack. Yo, yeah. Going like, to work, especially people have just like big ass backpacks. Yeah. Ba- yeah, backpack store is very normal, I thought. Dude, I'm I am a fucking like cook. For, <laughs> I'm a private cook mm-hmm. for a person in their home. Mm-hmm. And I bring a bag, right. and it's not usually just a purse. Right. Even just to fit my like book in it for mm-hmm. the fucking subway ride mm-hmm. or whatever. Or if like if I'm going to that god forbid if I'm like going to do work while the fucking you know if i'm gonna write while like the soup is yeah boiling or whatever it's like i gotta bring my laptop so i gotta bring my charger so i gotta bring my backpack yeah i mean i feel like you see even like dudes on fucking wall street going to work with backpacks yeah a nice backpack but like but like a a backpack backpack. (laughs) or like a briefcase or briefcase yeah or like a bag for like your gym your gym clothes for after because you hit the gym after your work or whatever not anymore please don't fucking don't go go to gyms people go to gyms please stop please stop going to gyms work out in your house why is or the just be fat. outside <laughs> planet fitness i know we talked about this so i think last long. episode but dude it's fucked up stop doing that planet you're breathing fitness all over each other planet fitness advertising too they're just like we'll give you a month free they, they planet fitness like basically hosted on their own oh, <laughs> the God. new year's that eve really celebration new year's it was so depressing i don't know if y'all watched let's 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 slide into the internet junk drawer because i have yeah because i have a new year's eve story do it yeah yeah. live missed the countdown because we were watching the live stream which was a lag (laughs) (laughs) and so we looked down at our phones someone went it's midnight i went no look on the fucking on the tv it says we still have 40 seconds and I looked down at my phone and it's 12, <laughs> like three or I something. I was peeing. I had wet hands. I ran out of the bathroom wet hands. <laughs> her partner, her partner <laughs> is literally standing at the end of the hallway being like, Liv! <laughs> <laughs> like in our apartment. <laughs> yeah. We're all just sitting on the couch. The live stream was so loud. He was like, she's missing it. And I, and I was like, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I almost missed it. I was like, what? What? And Julian was like, happy new year and gave me a kiss. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? And it was like midnight. Oh, three. And, like, and I was two like, minutes oh, later, they were just like, dead. And then we were doing and then we did it with the live stream we and we cheers each other and went, Jesus Christ. And then we all went to bed. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Which is like a very fitting end to 2020. We're like, right. is it over? Wait, it. Oh, it was over. Oh, OK. Oh fuck <laughs> i'm tired i'm done i know this day's and over. i told julian i was like oh i've never had like a new year's eve kiss i want to have a new year's eve kiss that's gonna be so mm-hmm. cute blah 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 and then <laughs> was he like- was like you missed it <laughs> i know the kiss was like if it slightly- wasn't for him paying attention we would have all been fucked yeah no word right honestly we my partner and i had also never had a new year's eve kiss in his case because he'd never been awake and oh, really? in my case because I'd yeah never he been was working anyone. like all day yeah poor yeah. thing but 
Yeah, so we were also kind of like, okay, yeah, like we're gonna do this. This is gonna be our first year. And then it was just like, God damn it, fuck, I missed here. Give me a fucking kiss. I'm tired. Like that was it. Yeah, like, so it was really funny. <laughs> and then we got up the next day at like two, ate so much food, and watched Death Note. That was it. That was it. Happy New Year. That was really funny. And then we played some we did play some card we games. We played games. We played some nice fun games, which was funny. Yeah. That was cute. Because our- that was what we wanted to do like on New Year's Eve. We were all too like full and tired to do we anything. We had a food. huge dinner. Yeah. <laughs> we were very food centric. Yeah. For our which, New Year's, which I think is comforting. I like we it. had like comfort food for New yeah. Year's Eve. Yeah. Ribs and mac and cheese. Again, a good way to end 2020. It's like, Jesus, yeah. I just want to eat something nice. Yeah. <laughs> God. Know? And have a locale sparkling cider. <laughs> That's a hard, a hard alcoholic drink that is low-cal <laughs> enough to not feel super guilty about it. Mm-hmm. We're going to have ribs and mac and cheese, but also moving. kale yes. salad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, dude. I don't know. Thank God fucking 2020 is over. But 2021, I don't think it's going to be all fucking rainbows and sunshine either. No, it is not. If anyone fucking says 2021 is going to be my year, I'm going to slap you. I'm going to be very confused by you. Because we need to go into, I saw a tweet and it was like, we are going into 2021 meek and humble. Yes. Yes. In like a lamb, mm-hmm. hopefully out like a lion. Yeah. Right? Because then we can start, We're I, people are also projecting that it is going to be actually like the roaring 20s. The 20s yeah, are, that makes uh, once sense. the pandemic is over, we're all going to be like fucking out and yeah. about. Yeah. And like living for society and other people and stuff. Was it you that I was like, I'm gonna want to go clubbing, and I don't didn't used to like clubbing, but I want to go clubbing. I'm gonna want to go dancing. Yeah, that's true. Dancing. That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) I I don't know that I I don't know that I'm gonna want to go clubbing because I found that in a lot of clubbing situations, there's actually not a lot of dancing. That's true. I want to go to. There's a lot of money being spent. I'm gonna go to a large open space. Yeah. With a lot of people and loud music. And I want to go to like Brooklyn dance parties for sure. I want to hear WAP and the entire Stallion album. Fuck yeah. With a bunch of people. I can't when believe I'm drunk. We, we still haven't had. We haven't had Tap In in the club. We haven't had Tap In in the club. We haven't had WAP. We haven't had Body. We haven't had Cry Baby. Oh. I know. We haven't had all of these really great dance songs. Bangers. We haven't even had the Dua Lipa album. That's true. Like some of these, it's really sad. We haven't been able to like dance in a public setting to no. them. We're gonna go dancing they once once that. it's safe. Yeah, once I've, it's safe. I mean, and that's why I, that's why I think vaccine. Like. That's why I also think like I think fashion is gonna get weird. Yeah, and fun. Yeah, and interesting. Mm-hmm. And there's gonna be so much dancing and so mm-hmm. much going out mm-hmm. in a in a fun way. I think yeah. it's gonna be fun. Hopefully, yeah. You know, yeah. and hopefully we also learn a little bit from. Mm-hmm all of this yeah mm. thanks for listening you can follow us at a ridiculous pod on twitter and instagram yeah for more dope hot takes and shit absolutely and you can follow me at liviosa at l-i-v-i-o-s-a-h and you can follow me at alex shan a-l-u-x-s-h-a-n stay safe everybody stay yeah. healthy yeah and dm us give us your car breakdown story yeah is it real have you broken down in the mirror yeah are at we yourself? maybe we're tripping